back and get ready to have the most fun you ever had with an electronic device. Stay with me. They're, They're the, the Jets. Jets. Jets Report this week has been brought to you by Sam Darnold. Jets Report this week has been brought to you by Prozac. For any Jets fans out there, get a bulk pack. Ritalin, I think, is more like Jack Daniels, helping you get through Jets games since 1968. All right, everybody, welcome out to the log room. It is Wednesday, November 25th. Thanksgiving Eve, folks. Happy Thanksgiving Eve. Jersey Johnny coming at you. And with me, as always, is Mr. Radio Pete and Mr. Harry Lugnut. Say hello, guys. Howdy, howdy. Hello, guys. Howdy, howdy. There you go. Perfect. Uh, how was everybody's day so far? Uh, long. It's been pretty but, good, actually. But good, you know. Long but good. Well, you know, we got good. the holiday tomorrow and, and tonight, technically. So, um, And we got, uh, we got a bunch of people watching already. So anybody out there listening and watching, feel free to comment in. And uh, give us your opinion on whatever we're talking about or anything that we're not talking about. That would be fine, too. That's right. Um, <laughs> get, 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 get John's uh, stuffing recipe. Yeah, a much larger <laughs> array of topics that we will. I, I, even sports related. We will there's talk things about. that you are talking about and things that we're prohibited from talking about. Exactly <laughs> how I make cranberry sauce every year. So there yeah, you go. Don't ask. Like, don't ask. Don't <laughs> ask. <laughs> It involves a Dremel. You don't want to know. <laughs> How did you know? Actually, yeah, you know. All good things in life, dude. Absolutely. This is true. This is true. All right. Well, why don't we uh, why don't we jump right into some NFL discussion here? Um, let's uh, since the Giants were off last week, let's start with the Jets. Um, Pete, you have anything to say about? I mean, hey, you know that they look like a football team at least last week. You could say. Oh you know? uh, yeah. Listen, actually, they they. Uh... Played in many ways some better football in the second half than they did in the first half. Yeah. They were a little, little dead in the first half, so a little bit of a flip-flop. Still haven't put that full 60 minutes together. Nope. And really, I think probably more exciting than what's going on on the field is uh, the quarterback. I'm going to call it a almost a saga at this point. Not um, a controversy, a, shock, a saga? Well, I mean, do we really know? Do we really know all the facts about Sam Darnold and whether or not he's coming back? Uh, yeah. It seems like he is or he isn't. I think the controversy at this point would be Sam Darnold versus uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence, not not uh, Joe Flacco by any means. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, certainly I think last week I said that maybe Joe Flacco was giving him a better chance to win, but it really doesn't look that way. I think I saw Jacko's, uh, Flacco rather is uh, 2 and 13 in his last 15 starts. Yeah, yeah, and you know whatever. It, not that he ever had really any magic, but uh, at this point, I don't think uh, Joe Flacco is any sort of upgrade over Sam Darnold, and that's saying quite a bit, I think. No. So yeah, the the question is, you know, what is the real intention of the Jets, and how you know how blatant are they going to be uh, about trying not to win if Sam Darnold is healthy enough to play at right. some point? Yeah, I I don't uh, I I don't. I don't think they're going to win anything. I think they're going on sixteen. So, and if, if I don't if, think that's far fetched at all. I mean, look, their most winnable game will be uh, from this point on out will be the last uh, week against the Patriots, mm-hmm. and uh, I think it's Jacksonville. Technically, has the tiebreaker. I think is the strength of schedule if they both end up with one loss. Yes. The, so the, there is still a way for the Jets to be the Jets. Yeah, strength strength of schedule. If they both, if Jacksonville and the Jets wind up tied, Jacksonville actually 
gets the, the, yeah, gets the number the first one pick. pick. So Absolutely. that's what we know is going to happen. Right. It's just a question of how it happens. It's going it to happen on week 17. It's going to happen when the Jets beat right. the Patriots week 17. Yeah. And the question, the only question is who's going to play quarterback. And it'll probably be both of them. You know, yeah. they'll probably start Flacco. He'll probably get hurt. And right. Sam Darnold will have to come in and have a great game and miraculously win. And then they thereby, you know, securing at least his job for another year <laughs> for another as they're year. out of the Lawrence sweepstakes. Well, they're, right. they're talking about Darnold playing this week, so. Yeah, talking about it. Yeah, they've been talking about it for a couple of weeks now. and, and, and uh, not, not, seems... not the last week, but a couple of weeks ago they talked about it and it didn't happen. So, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't think – I. Look, I really, I really believe at this point they've bought into the fact that they're kicking the first pick, and I don't think that's Adam Gaze buying into it because he knows he's gone, you know. So he's just playing the role right now. Uh, it's my take on it. Uh, I could be wrong. I don't think I am, but we'll see. It's a no-brainer if you if if you can get Trevor Lawrence, you get him. Right, right. My uh, the greater concern for me is I'm I'm not convinced that Adam Gaze is gone. Oh please! Could you imagine? Well, look at look at it this. Look, if you if you, there's always plenty of excuses, right? If you think that uh, or he thinks that Sam Darnold is not really the guy, uh, and you brought obviously he was brought in and he's supposed to be the quarterback guru and the the offensive genius. Uh, this year looks kind of like a wash because he doesn't have his guy, and they're going to get the number one pick. And we go well now. Here's Gase within one of these supposed all time QB talents. And we're going to see what he can do. And right. we're still paying him. I can see him be, sticking around for another year because I'm not even going to say it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. That's all you got to do. Yeah. <laughs> so to me, that's that's really, you know, wh whether or not Donald is going to come back or whether they're just going to try and keep him out, I think he'll be healthy enough to come back. But uh, it's question number one. And question number two is, you know, are they really just going to keep Gase around and Give him a shot at ruining Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> ruining Trevor Lawrence, yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah. It, well, ho ho hopefully, it's Trevor, good. hopefully Trevor Lawrence's handlers know, you know, or, or, or have that answer before uh, before the end of April. <laughs> yeah, know? and listen, it's, it wouldn't be unprecedented for, unprecedented for him to say, well, I'm not going to play there, so don't draft me. You know, trade right. trade the pick. Right. You know, or, or draft me and trade me, you know, wherever else. Or stay in school. <laughs> You know, he could stay in school, although I, I, I don't see that happening. I don't, I don't yeah. think that'll happen. Yeah, he's not going to turn. I, I think, well, and just that risk that's, pull, that's, a, that's a huge risk, especially since his stock has kind of gone down a little bit this year due to his to his being out with COVID for a couple of games. I mean, it, they're talking about him not even being the favorite for the Heisman now, so right, right. You know, it's it's true, that's true. I mean, he could. You know, he could. It, it's more likely he'll probably pull up uh, Manning, whether you want to call it Peyton or Eli or both, or an Elway, and and just you know, say where he's going, you know, or or where he's not going at least, um, you know, for force, force a trade. Yeah, or I mean, he could be, you know, uh, he, he could come into the situation and say, yeah, you can draft me, Jets, but I'm not, you know, that guy's not coaching me, right. You know, if you're going to draft, if you if you want me to play for you, you got to bring in somebody else. Bring in now, somebody else, yeah. Whether someone would do I don't that, think, I don't think he has that power. I, 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 you know. He might make that play, but I, I would tend to think uh, that's not something that uh, yeah you would want on your resume, uh, no matter I mean, how as, good you are. As highly touted as he is, uh, I, I don't think he yields that that kind of power. Uh, and I think if the Jets knew that, hey. He wasn't interested in playing for them. I think they would still draft him and use him as trade bait, or 
trade for three or two or three other first round picks for that pick. Yeah. And, um, you know, so they, they definitely have leverage. You still want that first pick, obviously. Well, it's like I also said, you know, I mean, they're, they're probably hoping in the back of their minds. I mean, think about it. If that Sam Darnold comes back and he actually proves himself to be at least a serviceable quarterback, you know, and somebody decent that on a good team would do well and somebody needs a quarterback, they can actually, and they want to put the first pick, they can pick Trevor Lawrence and trade Sam Darnold for more picks or another player or two or, or, or whatever it is, you know. Yeah, we'd have to kind of see what the uh, offensive lineman situation is in in this year's draft. No, and that and that's, and that's the other thing: how how well can you really judge the talent, considering that you know the state that college football is in? Sure, you know there's only a, a handful of um, divisions that are actually playing, right. <clears throat> and everybody seems to have a limited schedule. So. Limited Every schedule draft, is, of- is an even greater risk because you just haven't, you know, you're, you're kind of going on uh, the previous season as much as this season, I would think. Yeah. Yeah. And I think he's already proven himself. So, I mean, I, I think that's one of the right. things that raises his stock is that throw the season away. He's still, last year, he probably would have been in the top two. I, I still am of the thinking that Joe Burrow is a better NFL ready quarterback. And I think he's sort of proved that playing on a pretty garbage team and, being pretty good, but I do think Trevor Lawrence is gonna is gonna is gonna be the first the, the consensus first pick, and I think if he gets on any sort of team that can protect them a little bit, uh, he'll he'll prove himself. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna help whatever team he goes to, and yeah. d- depending on the team that he goes to, it depends on you know will will dictate how much he will help. But regardless, he's gonna help whatever team he goes to. Yeah. right out of the gate. So and it might be Jacksonville, and it, and it might be he might be playing for his coach. And maybe maybe the Jets wind up with Garner Minshew. <laughs> yeah, or, you know, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'll, who knows? I'll, why not? Sure. I'll take a, a Minshew-Darnold battle at this point. Why not? Why not? <laughs> why not? <laughs> It'll be a healthy competition. That's sad. That, that sentence is sad in and <laughs> of itself. Uh, as a Giants fan, I would too. I de- Fifty uh, years, dude. Fifty years. I detect. So I. I detect another show open in there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's the Jets report today on ESPN Nine. The Garter Minshew, Sam Darnold. Uh, could go at eight, right? The well, show. just just imagine <laughs> Michael the K- Yeah, just imagine Michael K having to say, "Coming out at five thirty, the Gardner Minshew report." <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Oh, that's the great. Stash and Darnold. <laughs> the stash, the stash report. <laughs> yeah, so you know, and whatever they they lost. Yeah, well, they lost. All right. Well, well you, you know, know they, it's they, good. they looked they looked good in the win. That's the bottom line right there. So there you go. You know, yeah. They sure. didn't. They didn't look like the Jets. They looked like it actually looked like an NFL football team that just lost a game. And they that's, played a pretty good team. Yeah, you know, and yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, there's looking up. You know. I, I'm I'm certainly happy for uh, what's his name the quarterback Herbert is it Herbert or is it Abair? It's Herbert. Abair okay. was a good quarterback twenty years okay. ago. Yeah, so. no, I, I wasn't sure what the pronunciation was. <laughs> yeah, so right. I'm happy for him. He got his I guess third win. Third, so. yeah, yeah, he's three and seven. Yeah, tied with the Giants. There you go. <laughs> and speaking of the Giants, <laughs> uh, they didn't lose this week. Yeah. No. Uh, so, um, but but it came out that uh, hey, you know what? Uh, you know, the more, more and more came out about last week's uh, mishaps and not mishaps, but uh, the firing of uh, Mark Colombo and the hiring of Dave DeGuglielmo and uh, yeah, um, uh, which call it the uh, 
you know, as it as it turns out, you know, it's it's Joe Judge's way or the highway, you know, and he's reminding and and I I'm this is not my opinion per se, but uh, I've I've read a bunch of uh, articles and some uh, pundits, sports pundits, uh, saying that he's actually reminding them a little bit of Parcells without the cursing. <laughs> 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 Was that Rex Ryan that said that? Uh, it might have been. It might have been. Uh, yeah. Early, early Parcells without the curse. That's what I heard. Early Parcells without the curse. Early, early, early Parcells. Parcells. Yeah. Early. Parcells. You mean like the, when he was twelve? <laughs> yeah. When he was coaching, when he was coaching his friends in their He's neighborhood coaching the game. stickball team. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, he's, an, he's, he's an NFL football coach. I think all of them are their way or the highway. It's not like these are not like guys with personalities that that tend to, you know, look for do collages and look for, you know, yeah, they're not census. They're not flipping coins to make a yeah. decision. Yeah. Uh, what, not, do you, what do you guys asking, think? They're not asking for your lookbook. Right. You know, what, what kind of plays you want to do or what? You know, yeah, yeah. hey, uh, you you want to play tackle this week? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. You got it. You got yeah, it. Go, 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 go. Yeah, it's a certain personality type. Well, that's fine know. with me. Yeah. Dave, Dave, <laughs> Dave from the Craft Beer Podcast just said uh, Herbert won the first USFL championship um, with with the Michigan Panthers, he said. So um, I don't think he's talking about Justin Herbert because he wasn't born when the it's USFL Bob, was Bob, playing. Bobby, Bobby Haber, right? Bobby Haber, yeah. Yeah, yeah Bobby Haber. <laughs> so. Well, so is that, I mean, does that comparison mean they're thinking he's going to have a, a bright future like Parcells or just I think that's demeanor? where they were going with it. I'm, I glass, I glass that's so somebody, somebody wanted a, a hot take. and It's called grasping at straws. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, listen, you, you make the, you kind of make the call in an offhand way. And then if it turns out to be true, then you go, I, I was saying he looked like Parcells years ago. And now he's, look, he's won a couple of Super Bowls. Right. You yeah. sort of toss it out there and hope it comes true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. We'll see. What I'll happens, say. But... I'll say that about uh, Adam Gase. He he reminds me a lot uh, of a embryonic Bill Parcells. He reminds me a lot of a young Rich Cotite. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So, <laughs> yeah. Only, only Cotite never went over. Yeah. <laughs> you know. You know. Sadly, that's true. So. He's uh, like, I'll I'll see your rich co tight and I'll raise you a couple of losses. A couple yeah. of losses. Yeah. Oh Jesus. Well, on that note, uh let's move away from New York football uh for, for, for a moment, shall we? Um there were some other interesting games. The Packers actually lost. Packers mm-hmm. lost to the Colts. What yeah. do you think about that game? The Colts are an interesting team. They're yeah, they one are. of those teams, much like Seattle and Tampa Bay and the list goes on that you can't really get a grasp on them. The, and, but they're peaking. They're playing good football right now. Yeah. And they have a veteran quarterback who seems to be putting maybe some of his past uh, inabilities to close games out. Right. Yeah. They, they, they tried to give the way that game away. They tried to, uh, you know, they sort of set green Bay up to uh, come back and win it, but they didn't. And it's so great. Big big win for the Colts and yeah. another toss up game for the Packers. That's I think the Packers and the Colts are both teams that are looking good one week and not so great the next. Yeah, if if, if Green Bay, 
I think Green Bay just just laid two eggs uh, between the, the 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 two losses between the Bucks and and the Colts. But um, it's not the team they are. The, this this isn't. It's not a tale of they were playing above their their uh, capabilities for the seven wins. It's the it's the losses that they uh, um, you know that they're at. But or or eight win, whatever it is, seven wins. Yeah, they've got um, questions on defense, and they've got yeah, and, and I think they're more limited on offense than people maybe thought. No, that's that's it. No, they're definitely they're they're limited on offense, but they can get it done. The defense is the problem. No, they have they have somebody behind center that I think is a game changer. But uh, absolutely, so. But even he was unable to, to kind of uh, finish finish him out and, and bring him back from behind again. If he had another minute, they would have won the game. I think in the NFL, like we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, I think anybody with a minute. Can if for whatever reason that last minute of a game, right. uh, I, I think I could lead a team forty yards for a field goal. <laughs> you know, it's just hey, uh, <laughs> with, with me and Pete. <laughs> well, that'd be a lot harder, but yeah, yeah, and we could try. <laughs> we could we could both play left tackle. That's there right. you go. We could get uh-huh. an extra guy. Listen, yeah. they're two of the most kind of yo-yo-y teams. Um, Packers expected to be better, right? The Colts are kind of a surprise. Up to this, uh, not up to this point, but in the early in the season, uh, despite their, <laughs> I think it was a week one loss to Jacksonville. Uh, yeah. You know, but I mean, Who was you know, that? if that was a win, <laughs> then we'd be going, yeah, you know, they're, they're, we know their defense is good and they're revitalized with Rivers and the Colts are a real, a real factor here. If they were, you know, eight and two, uh, we might put a little more stock in them. But th- these are two teams that have been bouncing up and down like so many have. Sure. So uh, this game wasn't really a surprise. No, no, I wouldn't. It, it, I wouldn't say. But okay. again, you you would think the the Packers would be the better team. But listen, Rodgers is. I don't think he's lost a whole lot, but he's not the same Aaron Rodgers he was three years ago or two years ago, or maybe necessarily even last year. No, so, no, absolutely. You know, counts for something. Absolutely. I I don't think he. I would have. It was it was difficult to pick the game. I was leaning towards the uh, the Packers. Uh, you know, obviously, but. I don't. Uh, I. I didn't. I didn't discount the Colts, but I will tell you, game. Yeah, I will tell you this much though: the the conversation post game between Rodgers and Rivers was probably one of the longest quarterback conversations post game I've ever seen. They just kept going and talking and talking and laughing. It was. It was like old home week, uh, watching that. So, but uh, well, they're both in pretty good positions, and you know, as far as their teams go, yeah, you know, relatively. So they're. And their and their and, and their careers too, but that's besides, you know besides right. But I mean, there's only you know how many teams in the NFL that have you know seven or more wins, mm. or more than seven wins, three maybe. Oh, so you know, yeah. that's, as far as looking at you know playoff pictures, there sure are any of right them in there. the are I any mean, of them in the NFC East. <laughs> yeah, no, no, <laughs> not at all. Well, if you just flip the record over, then there you go. Uh, but I mean, wins were losses, and losses were wins. The the Colts the Colts have beaten Tennessee and Green Bay in consecutive weeks. Um, those are, those are quality wins. Yeah. You know, they haven't, they hadn't really beaten anybody. They won the games. Some of the games they were supposed to, with the exception of Jacksonville, and they lost to Cleveland, which Cleveland's another one of those teams you put in that category of yeah. which team is going to show up. Uh, they beaten the teams that they were supposed to beat. And now yeah. they, you know, they've had two. I, they're one of the teams. I will say this about the Colts that seem to be peaking right now. Right. They haven't, they didn't beat, you know, had they been like the Packers, they would have beaten Tennessee and then come out and laid an egg against the Packers. But, right. you know, they've, they lost to Baltimore. Baltimore's a good team, obviously. So, are they though? 
you know? I mean, they were, uh, and they are they're, a couple of times here. But they're a tough are, team. They're, they're, they're a tough more team to score against. Yeah. They're, they're a tough team to score yeah. against, but they're, 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 their offense is more one-dimensional than either. They're, they're one-dimensional. I was going to say, they're a tough team to score against, but they are beatable. And if that makes yeah. any sense, but it's true. You know? Yeah, right. Listen, the Colts are the Colts wins are not flukes, but they're just not consistent. Right. No. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, you know, what else do you want to talk about? Well, the Chiefs. Uh, it's you know, I'm 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 going I'm full on Mahomes today. So uh Yeah. You yeah. know I, unusual to see them uh, come back and win a game late. The Chiefs never never do that. Never. That's never, I mean they're never, once never, they're never if they're that. if they're down heading into the last six minutes of a game, they never you, win. You count them out. You yeah. do. Yeah, you know, but, uh, but look, Raiders kind of, I mean, had their number, right? It was, again, it was a Herculean effort. We've talked about how anybody can come back, but uh, we said there's really kind of no way that the Raiders are going to uh, sweep the Chiefs this season. They came, they came close. Up. They yeah. came close. Yeah. So, yeah, they did. They it was did. a good game, and it was a, a classic Mahomes. I think you could, can, you, you can actually probably say that, right? You could say he's done been- it enough times that you could say, him coming back in the last minute and 45 seconds is classic. You know Pat what? That's, it's, it's funny to say because, you know, it usually takes years and years to be yeah, that's what I mean. classic, it's, but he's done it this that much in three years. And in <laughs> you big, know? you know, and in big games too, like, I don't sure. know, the Super Bowl, let's say. Just, 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 you know, for instance. And, right. And yeah. a bunch of them not coming back from, you know, five down or, or a touchdown. 28 points right, down coming, coming back from <laughs> multiple scores down multiple like, times to no one would ever come back from that score and he yeah did. yeah you got mahomed he's right. gotta he's gotta <laughs> he, get on that he's gotta get there's on a, that. there's a trademark and i think he's gotta made. call randy up and figure that out how he did it and there yeah. you go. uh hopefully the the uh the bus took a lap <laughs> around the stadium <laughs> you know what i, I don't think uh yeah I think the bus went right to Arby's. <laughs> no, yeah, for, an, for Andy, Andy, Andy was Andy was hungry. <laughs> you know they did they doused they doused them in barbecue sauce instead of Gatorade when they won the Super Bowl. So. <laughs> of course they did. Of course they did. <laughs> yeah. And then and then never mind. Um, so that was but, a good game. It was good. It was good. I, it was I mean, the game. Chiefs are the team to beat, right? Obviously, they're one game behind the Steelers. Does anybody think the Steelers are a better team than Kansas City? No. I do not. I think the Steelers are for real. I think the championship yeah, game is going to be the Steelers and the Chiefs. That's my, my picking right right now. In the AFC, the championship game is going to be the, the yeah. Kansas City and Pittsburgh. I think, the Super, I, think, I think the Super Bowl is going to be Kansas City and New Orleans. Yeah. I, I, you know what? Let's switch to New Orleans for a second. What do you – Taysom Hill. I think that game, he just cemented his – his role as the starting quarterback after Breeze retires. Well, one game. Yeah, you know what? He he played pretty damn good. You yeah. know, he What's really his name? did. What's his name? Played good last year in back in a backup role too for the Saints. They have a good offense. And um, why is his name escaping me right now? But he hasn't looked quite nearly as good this year as he did last year on the Saints. So you mean the uh, Jameis Winston? Yeah. Uh, no. The former New York Jet, Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> Yeah, Bridgewater. Yeah, Teddy Bridgewater. Bridgewater is yeah. a, a good quarterback, but he, is. he just yeah, but can't seem to hang on to a starting job. No, yeah. And it's right not now, through no. terrible play either. There's just always kind of somebody better. I mean, the kid from the uh, the kid that he was like about 12 teams he got let go from, and he he threw 15 touchdown passes in the XFL, and now he's the starting quarterback for the for the Panthers now over Bridgewater. Yeah. Uh, what, what, yeah. What's his name? Walker. I forget his name. Yeah. But um, yeah. But yeah, it, yeah, he can't hold on to a starting job. He looked pretty good. He definitely looked good, better than he did. 
But, you know, he looked good enough that it probably would have behooved the Jets to keep him when they had him. But, you know. Well, they, yeah, that was a move because they didn't want there to be any quarterback controversy. Right, right. No, we said that. Yeah, we could have given them that. We've so. talked about that before, and they did believe in him at that point. But, you know, you know, we move on. But we, we, we listen, if he was still around, they wouldn't be 0-10. Yeah. I mean, let, yeah. let's, let's, he let's, probably would have won yeah. one of those games. I mean, uh, they beat it. They beat him handily. I think the rest of the team stepped up. Let's not anoint him as the the next uh, Aaron Rodgers. But he made he you know he completed eighteen of twenty three passes. He hasn't thrown a touchdown yet. He hasn't yeah. thrown an interception yet. True. And it was, was the Falcons. And he was sacked three times. So you know. We'll see. It was the Falcons. But, this is true. Yeah, it was the Falcons. So, um, you know, I, well, I didn't watch that whole game, but watching Ohio, I'm like, all right, you know, he's the next Steve Young. I'm like, mm, okay, let's hold on a little bit. Let's well, look, if, if you're going to be a little bit, bit, yeah, if you're going to yeah. be a backup, you know, New Orleans is a pretty decent place to be a backup. Yeah, it's right? a good system. You it's know. a good system, and and yeah, I think he's. I mean, on paper, he's a great fit for them. He's yeah. sort of, you know, I mean, who, who's who's the backup in Kansas City? We Couldn't don't even tell you. know. Couldn't tell. You. But if Holmes went down and the guys comes in and is at least as at least decent. Now we're not going to say Le'Veon Bell. He, actually, Le'Veon Bell is the back. <laughs> that was the that was my first thought. I was going to say <laughs> it's probably Le'Veon Bell. Um, but if, you know, I mean, obviously Tyree we're not gonna, we're not going to say uh, you know he's the heir apparent to Mahomes because Mahomes is so young. But now you could come in and be a decent quarterback on a really good team, which I think the Saints certainly offensively are. And then we go, man, he looked great. Well, of course he did. He was, you know, throwing to experienced guys who were big playmakers. So sure. uh, I, I wouldn't anoint him yet, but yeah, he looked good enough to win. And that certainly, I'm sure, is a, a sigh of relief for the uh, Saints because Mr. Bree's going to be out for what, probably until the playoffs, right? Yeah. Is that know what we're thinking? Five cracked ribs and a collapsed lung. Yeah, he's not coming back anytime soon. You know, I'd be shocked if he comes back for the first playoff game. So, yeah. You know, and and to be honest with you, and I'll say this right now: if Taysom Hill, and it's an if, obviously, but if Taysom Hill just runs the table as quarterback for the rest of the season, and and Breeze isn't back by the first playoff game, how do you take him out and put Breeze back in for the second playoff game? Very easily. I know. I I agree, and I and they should, but it's it's still like like if, if well, he's now, out, now he's now he's running the table. I mean, come on, let's see let's see how things no, go. No, but, no, yeah. no, 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 no. I yes, said of if. course. I said if. I said yes. if. I said if. I said yeah. if. I'm being hypothetical, and he's not yes. going to run the table. The they're, they're, the Saints aren't winning out. I'm just saying. I, I um, think Breeze is back before the before the playoffs start. I really do. Well, we'll see what happens. Well, they just put like a little balloon pump there, right? <laughs> yeah. And the, with a just thing, and just it collapses again. Pump, 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 pump that or just one of those up. one of those Reebok the pumps like. Just push it. Yeah, and... yeah. It's just a little thing right on his uniform, just pressing it. Ah, okay, it, uh, lungs full. Let's go. That's, a, that's some old school stuff, though. <laughs> two two broken ribs and a collapsed lung. I know. Yeah. yeah. I think oh. Fred. I think Fred Blitnikoff played his last three seasons with that. <laughs> well, that was yeah. That was uh, two collapsed ribs. That's right. <laughs> and a cracked yeah. lung. Six, just... six collapsed lungs and 40 broken ribs. Right. He had extra lungs and they just kept collapsing. They <laughs> just kept putting them in on the sideline during and the middle of the game. And he smoked at halftime. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's old balls. That's right. <laughs> That's Vladi Divac style. Exactly. Um, all right. Um, all right. Do, do we? What do we want to talk about? The Cardinal Seahawks? Did we? Yeah. Well, I was just going to say the. Uh, I was going to bring it up. Let's talk Cardinal Seahawks, and I got one other thing to say to uh, Harry. But uh, yeah, Cardinal Seahawks. Um, bring that up. That's uh, <laughs> that's interesting. Uh, okay. 
So I was wrong. <laughs> was I? You were close to um, being right, though. I mean, you yeah, know, it yeah, was a that, good game. I mean, yeah, that was um, Seattle. Uh, Seattle proved something. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they it did. was a, we call it a must win for them, and yep. uh, it was, and they came through. But I don't think um, I don't think Arizona is diminished in any way by that loss. No, uh, they no, still are looking like a, a team to be reckoned with. They it's were right. Be, they're still looking like a team that's going to get beaten by Taysom Hill. <laughs> well, I'm expecting hey, him to run the table, and then there'll be a, as it's known, Hofstetler decision to be made. Yeah, Hofstetler. <laughs> Hofstetler is, uh, is a Big Hofstetler. Bang Theory. Yeah. Okay, Hofstetler, yeah. <laughs> okay, there we go. <laughs> yeah, it's the whole universe is the uh, By the way, Taysom Hill is a very special Taysom Hill this week on the WB. <laughs> it sounds like some bad... It's a blossom. Yeah, it's <laughs> Taysom Hill. Who knows what well, Taysom did you, did you got did, did you see the uh, story that he was listed as a tight end? Yeah, for he was listed football. They had tight, to. He was. Yeah. To change. He got like thirty-eight points or something, <laughs> and a lot of people had picked him up and uh, yeah. and made out very well. So he they listed, had, they he had, was listed as a tight end for fantasy football, and he was he played quarterback. That was because yeah. he because the, they, they announced it. They, they announced it that morning that he was going to play quarterback. Yep. Because because uh, 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 James Winston was listed until that morning, until like nine or ten o'clock in the morning on Sunday, that he was the starting quarterback. Uh, but yeah, that, yeah, that was pretty funny. He got like ninety points for <laughs> for yeah. fantasy football. A lot, of, a lot of people did very well with yeah, him as their tight end. Jameis was... Winston was he? Wasn't he the opposing quarterback for uh, Daniel Jones's first win in the NFL? <laughs> that would be correct. Yes. That would be correct. That's yes. how good he is. That's he exactly might end up. Right. Uh, he might end up as Daniel Jones's backup. Uh, that would be. I mean, well, right now Colt McCoy is Daniel Jones's backup. So pew pew pew. Exactly. Anytime you say Colt McCoy, you gotta say pew 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 pew. Exactly. And and speaking of pew pew pew, the Broncos beat the Dolphins. Yeah, they tried to lose it, but they again a quarterback who didn't suck and had a decent game, and the Broncos' defense just looked. Really good against the against the Miami team that just seemed like they came out flat. Yeah, but, yeah, well, they this, did. This is my question to you guys because there's obviously a lot of people talking about you know both sides of this issue. Oh, you can't pull the young kid. No. You got to let him stay in there and deal with some adversity. Other people saying, "Hey, listen, he wasn't uh, particularly good. We Fitz was good before he got you know benched. Uh, so yeah, you take him out and then you put him right back in. You know, the following week as your starter at Tua. And then the theory that I heard, which is kind of gaining traction with me, is uh, I think he got sacked five times, and maybe they're just trying to protect him. Maybe think, they are I, worried yeah. about his fragility. And there was and, there was talks that maybe he was beat up a little bit. He was hurt." It, it could be. It Look, could Fitz, be. Ma- Fitz Magic was one bad pass away from bringing him back and winning that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. is true. It is. Well, true. right. It, was, it wasn't even really a horrible pass. It was just he threw an interception. And no, and and listen, that's kind of what he's done a lot of times. Right. You know, for at least for every time he's it is played the second half of the season now. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Right. It's, so, it's getting it's getting the Fitz, Magic, the Fitz Magic seems to only work in September and October. It's, it's we're slowly creeping into Fitz Tragic. At the moment, right. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's kind of like it, it gets the, really uh, bad after Christmas, right? <laughs> so, um, so, yeah. So, but but, but I guess uh, Tua will start again 
this week. But I, I thought it was very interesting that people were actually saying, well, they're doing it to keep them safe because sure. they, they're worried about them. They don't want them to get hurt, which is not something really that anyone has ever admitted. You know, we took, we took our quarterback out so he wouldn't get killed. Yeah, I mean, maybe, there, maybe at the end of a season. But if there's uh, anybody you know. to protect a quarterback wise, Tim. I mean, you know, there's only right. so much twine that they can fish through his body to keep his, you know, muscles attached to his his ligaments. But yeah, it's uh, <laughs> he's he's you know, I, I think he was hurt. I think he was hurt a little bit, and they just erred on the side of caution. Yeah, I, I have to agree with you. I think that he was definitely he, he was getting banged up. I don't think he was like I, I don't think he's like going to miss any games because of it. But it was getting to the point where they were worried, and they're like, you know, what? sit down, kid. We'll take care of this. Yeah, it makes so. more sense than you know punishing him. <laughs> For for yeah. not being for you know for not being great in his third start and, and and I don't I don't think it's a matter of they thought they had a better chance of winning with two I think it's a uh, the fact that hey we need to get these this guy some snaps and I think they're playing for next year if they happen to win some games along the way great but they're they're realizing that you know two is not the youngest you know rookie quarterback in the league and I think they want to give him a half a season under his belt, so that next next year they can uh, they can see what they have and right. and really build this team around him. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think that uh, I think that's exactly what they're doing. You know, if they if they were able to get into the playoffs to sneak in, and maybe they still can. Uh, you know, I mean, they're not gonna. They certainly I could. I don't, I don't think that they're gonna win the division at this point. I think it's the Bills' division, uh, but I think they're I think they're gonna wind up. You know, what every but the way the way other teams are playing, I think they they have a decent shot of, yeah. of getting one of the wild card. Uh, that, that was a bit, that was a big loss for the dolphins, a team they should have beat. Yeah, it was in Denver, but uh, they should, they should have won that game. And that, that, that was a, a step in the wrong direction for the dolphins. Yeah. It could be a momentum killer, but I think yeah. they'll rebound from it. Yeah. No, we'll see this week. So, um, well, with that what, case, what else we going to talk about? Uh, uh Rams over the bucks. Yeah. Rams over the bucks. Another close a- game. That was yep. a, that was definitely a close game, uh, fantasy wise. I have to tell you, um, I was number two in one of my leagues. Not that this matters to anybody out there, but I was number two in one of my leagues, uh, playing the number one team, and I only had Cooper Cup going. And he had to get me a million points on Monday for me to win. And that last pass that Goff threw to Cup put me one point over. And there I actually go. won my game on Monday night. So. Very nice. I, think, I think the last seven catches he caught were for like six and a half yards. They were, yeah, like a total of like, <laughs> I'm like, come on, more than that, please, you know. But, but, uh, but yeah, no, I, I, uh, I thought that was, uh, I thought that was pretty interesting. I, I thought the Bucks were winning. I think we all did, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe so. They're another team, you know, well, except it, for the coin. The coin got the that coin game actually right. got that game right. Actually, yeah, the yeah. coin got that one right. Yeah, but, so yeah. does that say more about the Rams or more about the Bucks? I think that says more about the coin, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think. Well, if you use the analogy of the coin, I think that <laughs> I, I think both of these teams are a toss-up every every week when they play a tough yeah. team, and it seems like this Bucks team can't win in prime time. You know what? Good. I, I think both teams. I, I I think the Bucks have more. Um, opportunity to really do something but there's something there there's some disconnect the offense started out great and then it looked confused it looked as if something the rams were doing on defense just they, they, nobody was open and they couldn't move the ball and the rams actually played i think i thought their defense looked really good but how much of that is is just tampa bay's inability to really make adjustments on offense i don't know 
Yeah, you know, you know that. Sorry, go ahead, John. I was just going to say, I I got to be honest. Say, I I watching the beginning of the game. I mean, Evans was just catching pass after pass after pass, and then midway through, I guess it was like the second quarter, probably midway through the second quarter, it became the Antonio Brown show, and and it seemed to me that Brady forgot there were anybody there was anybody else on the field except for you know Fournette and Brown, and there was like nobody else on the field but them, and that was it. And well, they started to double Evans, and Brown was kind of the underneath option, and if you notice a lot of the time. And so, yeah, and we all know how much Tom Brady likes to dump passes underneath. So sure. I don't think he was really targeting Brown. I just think that they've realized that Evans is, without a doubt, the number one receiver, and, and they bottled him up quite a bit. The only and they, they just don't seem to have any variety in their offense. The running yeah. game wasn't all that dynamic, and it just seems as if – it seemed like there was a disconnect with his receivers on a lot of passes. And, 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 and look, one of the things that Tom Brady, there, there's some talk about this. I can't remember where I was reading this, but you know, all of the discussion has been, well, Brady can obviously even without Belichick. But one of the things that Tom Brady had at his disposal for years and years and years was, a, was an offensive coordinator and a head coach and a bunch of other coaches on that offensive side that could help them make changes at halftime or during the game yeah and i I just i just i don't want to sound as if i'm not a big fan of the coaching staff on on tampa bay but i'm not i don't think that from an offensive coordinator standpoint or a head coach standpoint i think that they've had he's had talent before when he coached the cardinals and i just don't see a dynamic offense coming out of a bruce arians team i just don't and I yeah. think I think he's got a, he's got some good talent. I just I, I just see they don't seem to be able to make changes on the fly as well as some other teams do. Yeah, that's I was about to say the very same thing. You know, we did the poll before the season started. Who's going to do better without the other? Right, Brady or Belichick? Right. And, you know, is Bill Belichick going to miss the brilliance of Tom Brady more than Tom Brady's going to miss the the brilliance of Bill Belichick? And that's where I think exactly what you said is exactly right they're missing that ability to make those changes. That's, I mean, to me, that is really the heart and the essence of what makes Belichick a great coach is that when it ain't working, he figures out how to make it work. Right. And and most of the time he's figured it out before the game Mm -hmm. on either one side of the ball exquisitely, usually on the defensive side. But when, when that's not the case, he figures out what to do and what changes to make. And I think Brady is, you know, really, missing that and uh you know I, I i wouldn't say he's he's gone way downhill or anything but yeah that's again i don't think it necessarily settles that argument um but that's what well, it, that's it, what tom brady is missing and it's also and, josh josh mcdaniels and and one of the things that belichick and mcdaniels were able to do is is they were able to take less talent let's be honest especially in the last number much of years, less talent and game plan where they were just like, all right, this is what we're going to do. We're going to mix it up, but we're going to do things that keep the defense on their toes. Right. A lot of passes to the running back, a lot of short swing passes, a lot of getting the ball out of Brady's hands quickly so that when the time does come to go vertical, it's not as predictable. And I see much more of a drop back vertical game coming out of, of Tampa Bay. And even with the receivers that they have, it just seems that, at times uh, they can bottle them up yep. and it, it doesn't seem as if they're fooling anybody right now. No, 
No, I agree. I agree. It's uh, and, and Gronk totally has been disappointing. I, you know, right. and, and and that was to be expected. I mean, yeah. I, it's hard well, to come. It's hard to come a, back. He's, he's not, not having, having a, a terrible season, but he's but not he, having a Gronk season. But right. he, but in the past, they've been able to game plan with Gronk. Where okay, in the past, when when it was when it was Brady and Gronk, you they would just hit Gronk two three times on a, on and then on a drive to to get that six seven eight yards. He was he was a weapon that was more of a look down for Brady, and it just doesn't seem like he, he's playing that role because yeah. they're because their offense looks predictable. It yeah. looks predictable at times. Totally, I I think that you 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 hit the nail on the head too. You take this Tampa Bay team and you you move it to New England with Belichick and Josh McDaniels and everybody else, and they're they're they're. Running away with, I mean, I mean, it's the SEs, but they're running away yeah. even over 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 Buffalo this year. Of course, yeah, yeah. it's it's it's. I, I I like Bruce Arians. I just don't think he's he he's he's two steps short of Belichick or Reed or any of those guys. Uh, you know, he's he, he's he's right there, but he doesn't quite pull the right punches at halftime, and that's that's what it really boils down to. Well, he's, well, they're dropping back the adjustments. So they're yeah. they're dropping back either in man coverage or they don't. When it's zone coverage, they can't seem to be finding that under that middle ground between between the you know the underneath coverage and the deep coverage, and so it just seems like every pass where there's a receiver downfield, there's a safety and a cornerback and around the receiver at all times. It's right. it just does. There's no out patterns. There's no timing patterns. They start the game like that, but then it just seems like they they it becomes much less fluid and much less. There's less motion. It just doesn't seem like there's enough variety in, in the offensive schemes that this, that the Bucks have, and, right. and I think that's it's it's really obvious. I mean, it's it it it's it just looks like they're a different team at times. It does. I think they're uh, you know I'm I'm equating right now. I'm equating the 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 upper echelon, if you will, of the NF uh, NFC is is at this point is Green Bay. Seattle and Arizona and the next tier down and New Orleans and the next tier down is the Rams, the Bucks, so forth and so on, you know, there. Hey, don't uh, get out uh, those Dallas Cowboys. There. Oh, well, you know, of course not. I mean, they look pretty the, good. They look pretty there, good. A, and in the win column, there's a four way tie for first place in the yeah. NFC East right now. So. I mean, honestly, in a sense that, you know, that is a very <laughs> not to watch them play, but it's a very exciting division. Because, oh, you know, absolutely. I think I think ten weeks in, and it's anybody's game. Still, <laughs> what division? Well, you know what right. I mean. The NFC West isn't that far away from saying the same thing. But, no, but, no, but I but would I mean, miss, there's, you know. Yeah, I think the whole NFC is interesting, and I don't necessarily agree with you, John. In that, I think next week if Tampa Bay comes out and and beat and and has a, a great win and Seattle lays an egg or one of yeah. those or the Rams come out and, and lose to somebody that they shouldn't do. We're reevaluating it again. You know, it's it's yeah. I think I think especially with Drew Brees out, I think any of those teams in a playoff game can beat the other one. I think the Rams, the Bucks, Arizona, New Orleans, I think any of those teams can can beat the other one in in a playoff game. The the NFC is definitely more wide open than the yeah. AFC is. I, I AFC I'm still telling I'm still saying that it's 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 Kansas City and Pittsburgh. Yeah. yeah well, that, and and Gee. I mean yeah. 
<laughs> no, no I'm, 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 it could be. It could be others. It could be others because he's way out there. <laughs> I mean, I'm way. I know. I know. I'm way out there. But I mean, hey, it could be. Uh, check check your email. I think Fox just offered you a, <laughs> <laughs> an analyst job. Yeah, right? An analyst job uh, next right. to Terry Bradshaw. You, no, but seriously though, I mean, it could be the Colts. The Colts could. I mean, we we don't. We're, we're the, saying the that Colts, they're for the real. Colts you know? are, the Colts are just like the other teams that we just mentioned in the NFC. Right. There's a lot of parity this year. There's a lot of. Un, I think not having a training camp. I just think, right. uh, did you wear your yoga pants when you went to Panera Bread? <laughs> <laughs> God, I hope not. <laughs> but um, no, I agree with you, I, and that's my point. Actually, really, you know, when you talk about you talk about the Colts, you talk about the the the, the Bills, and and any of those, and the Titans, uh, and and really the Texans. I mean, the Texans are. Deshaun Watson is playing amazing football right yeah. now, and and it's it's ridiculous that the record is what it is. But you know, you, you throw any of them in there, and yeah, they're they're kind of all muddled up with that. I'm just my point is I'm not going out on a limb saying that the Chiefs no. and the Steelers are the elite of the AFC. It's just obvious, uh, you know. Whereas the I, NFC, it's everybody is it's it's kind of muddy, you know. And, I, I, and, and I think the Steelers and the Chiefs are two. There's two different reasons why, to me, they're the elite. I think for the Chiefs, it's talent. And, yes, they have Andy Reid, and they have a great coaching staff. There's fami- familiarity there. They've won a Super Bowl. They've, they've, they've been playing in together, and they're just really deep. On the Steelers, this is, the, this is sort of like the quintessential team in football right now. Right. Because yeah, Roethlisberger's having a good year, and yes, they have some talent on the offensive end. But they're it's it's defense, it's controlling the ball, and they have really good coaching. Right. And so they've won it before. I just I think when it comes down to raw talent and the ability to really put up points when the game's on the line, I think Kansas City just has a big, big, yeah. big, big advantage. And their defense has improved. Kansas yeah. City's defense is better than it was last year. It is. It is. It's better than it was when they won a Super Bowl. They're a better team overall than it than they were when they won last year. When they won it all last year. Yeah. Well, on that note, should we uh, should we do some picks? We got a lot to pick tonight, Sam. So. Sure. Yeah, we got five games to pick. There we go. Beaten by the coin. Beaten by the coin. I'm sure I'll lose to the coin. No one wants to be beaten by the coin. <laughs> All right. All right. Happy I got my yoga pants on now with that music. <laughs> <laughs> or, yeah, or maybe they're off. <laughs> uh, I'll never tell. All right. All right uh, quick uh, recap from last week. It's pretty much all but over, folks. Jersey Johnny goes three and one. He's now 31 and eight. A ridiculous 31 and eight. Uh, he leads uh, myself by six games. I am 25 and 14 after a two and two week. Harry also two and two last week uh, and uh, 22 and 17. One game ahead of the coin who went three and one, only losing with them darn Raiders. Yep. Yep. So there we go. Thanks, Arizona. I will never pick you again. Yeah. <laughs> so there we go. So congratulations, John. Thanks. And I think uh, a couple of weeks ago, I said we needed to decide what. Uh, the prize for winning the season's uh, pick contest would be at and this Pete, point. Pete I said, I, I, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I will. Uh, the gift certificates of Panera Bread. I'll there even wash them and I'll put them in a special Panera mug, <laughs> <laughs> a travel mug, a travel mug, a Panera travel mug. 
with my yoga pants, freshly washed, and a and a gift certificate for a free bagel. There you go. There you go. All right. That'll be Perfect. that'll be the prize. So. All right. I'm gonna start tanking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, let's take a look here. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games to pick this seven week. Seven games. So here we we're, go. And we're gonna pick the one for tomorrow night that's not actually played. But we're gonna start. With, yeah. We'll yeah. start with the. Uh... Let's well. Let's start with the Thanksgiving Day games. Sure. Uh, Houston at Detroit. Mm-hmm. Boy, Detroit looked really bad last week. They did. Houston, we just were talking about they should be, you know, or maybe are better than their record. <sighs> should I flip the coin for each of us? I, I think I'm... you should. <laughs> I think you. Uh... Anybody want to go first on this one? I don't. Uh, why don't you go first? All right. Uh... I don't know. How does Matt Patricia have a job? I'll take Houston. Yeah. It's Thanksgiving, but they, they don't actually ever win on Thanksgiving, do they? No, they really. They just uh, play on Thanksgiving. They just play on Thanksgiving. It's not like it's a charm for them. No, no, no. And and John Madden's not doing any of their games, and they're not giving out like six leg turkeys. All right. Anymore, so yeah, so. I'll I'll take the Texans. Why not? Uh, yeah, I mean, I I really would like to see the Lions win the game. Uh, one, because I like the Lions better than I do the, the Texans. Uh, also, because it's Thanksgiving and it's their game. You know, it's when I think of Thanksgiving and I fo- and I think of football, I think of the Lions. You know, that's the, you know really what it boils down to. But I really think the Texans are winning this game. So, yeah, I'm going All to right. Texas. Harry? I don't just... know. Who, who cares? <laughs> well, who cares sounds like it starts I, with H. I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the with the Texans. I just this Lions team seems like a, they're heading in the wrong direction. Yeah. All right. Let's flip. Let's Remember, the coin went three and one. Coin says heads, which is the home team. So the wow. coin is taking Detroit. How taking about Detroit. that? Look at that. There we go. And we might all be proven wrong once again. That's all right. Uh, Washington and uh, Dallas uh, in Texas. Yeah. That, well, that's your game. I said you went first blessed you should go first now it's your game uh well dalton looked better but uh yeah i'll, I'll take i'll take dallas why not give me harry. a reason to watch there you go harry boy these these are some barn burners on thanksgiving day <laughs> it doesn't make uh, it easy you picks, know what, though it's easier I'm, to I'm gonna eat. watch i'm gonna watch my sweet potatoes burn it's easier of these to, it's easier to eat during the game now <laughs> yeah, you know? exactly <laughs> i don't i, I there, there's no rhyme or reason to this and obviously you can tell by my, my record lately that there isn't i i just think i think that uh i think washington is gonna win this game yeah i i i actually have to echo harry um I don't know. I, I think I think last week was a fluke. Uh, I think that Minnesota just laid an egg. I, I think Minnesota, even as good as they had been playing the last couple of weeks before that, I, I think that they really should have won that game. I think uh, I think Washington's winning the game. I yeah, want I both of them to win, though. So that, I don't that, suddenly that think Dallas. Is, yeah, I don't suddenly think Dallas is good, but I think no. they're better than Washington. All right, let's uh, flip here. Tails comes up tails, so that means. Washington. I'm out on a limb. There you go. Dallas Cowboys. All right. So Baltimore at them Steelers, which is not being played tomorrow night. Going to be played Sunday instead. Yep. But we're going to pick it anyway. Sure. Why not? Because that's what we do. Exactly. Um, I'll go first. Um, okay. Yeah. I, I think uh, 
you know what? I just think Steelers. The Steelers have a better team than than Baltimore right now. I know the game's in uh, the game's in Baltimore, right? Uh, no, so, it's in Pittsburgh. It is in Pittsburgh. Oh, even even there you go. Even more. Uh, yeah, that, that's, <laughs> that's kind of right. like yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the Steelers won in Baltimore. That's right. They won. Yeah, that's kind um, of the clincher right there. There you go. Yeah, I, I think the Steelers have a better team, um, and also Baltimore. Uh, you know, they have already four or five players out with COVID. If this game actually does happen on Sunday, I think the Pittsburgh's winning. All right, Aaron. Uh, it's it's hard. It's hard to say to, to see, say okay, the Steelers are going to sweep the season with the Ravens. They they've won a lot of close games. The Steelers against teams that maybe they should you know good 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 quality opponents. I, I just think there's something off with Baltimore. If it was a, if Baltimore was if this was four weeks ago, I would probably pick the Ravens. I just I, I don't see them be, beating the Steelers in Pittsburgh. I'm going to go with Pittsburgh. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take Pittsburgh too. I just, uh, I think for Johnny, you, the, the co- it's the COVID. Yeah. If we weren't in a pandemic and they had all their players, they'd have more of a chance. Sure. But, uh, you know, we talked about their one dimensionality. And when you're losing a bunch of starters and going up against what is a very good Steelers team, it does not bode well. So, yeah, it, it will be a sweep. <laughs> and the coin says heads. So they like the Steelers as well. Oh, whew, we can relax. We know we're going to win at least one. Guys. There you go. Exactly. All right. Uh, <laughs> another. Well, listen, Miami and the New York Jets. Uh, I'll pick this one since I'm a Jets fan. I'll go first. And I think that it's going to be Miami. They're a better team. Um, I still can't put an entire football game together. And I don't think it really matters who starts for Miami. They're They're just better overall. Yeah, I have to agree with you on that one. I'm pretty sure that Miami's winning this game. Um, in fact, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and say Miami's not winning this game. Jets are losing this game. So if you wanna if you wanna call it's it bold, that, a bold statement, bold statement. Yeah. So yeah, Miami, Miami's the winner. If, if the Jets are gonna win one game, it's either gonna be against Miami or New England. And they failed against both of those teams. I, I don't know. The Before Dolphins looked pretty bad against the Broncos. I, 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 are the Broncos better than the Chargers? No, well, is their defense better than the Jets' defense? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't think may, so. May, yeah. If they are, not by much, right? I don't know. This might be the game the Jets put it all together. I'm, I'm tempted to pick them, but I. I mean, I have nothing to lose. I'm going to pick the Jets. All right. <laughs> I love it. All Take right, care. let's see. Let's see if Harry will be vindicated by the coin. Let's see. Heads. You and the Jets. You and the coin. Taking the Jets. How about that? Harry and the Jets. Harry and the coin. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, by, you know, what we didn't mention, we'll mention it now, of course. So the Giants and... Uh, travel to uh, Ohio to take on the Bengals. Yes, they are. Really, does anybody feel good about 
happy about Joe Burrow getting hurt. Cleveland, uh, no, no, I mean, it's just terrible. It's disgusting. Just and, terrible. And, and they're saying now he's got major damage to his knee. It's not just the yeah, ACL. Yeah, it's not so. just a tear and, a, and a, not yeah. just a, an ACL, MCL tear. He may tear. not be back next year. He's look, might be looking at 2022 at this point. Yeah. And Brand, Brandon shame. Allen is starting a quarterback for the, for the Bengals. Right. And and, I, anybody want to take the Bengals? Uh, no. No, I'm taking the Giants. Giants are winning the game. Harry? Unfortunately, I think the Giants are going to win. Unfortunately. Well, listen, you're, you're past, the, past the point of no return for Lawrence. So I know. Coin says tails. They like the Giants, too. So there we go. Um, what, speaking of that, just very quickly, did you guys put any stock in the, oh, they just had Burrow throwing too many times or you were setting up to get hurt? It was, no. you know, he, he threw, you know, 50 times a game. What do you think is going to happen? It's one of the arguments about throwing rookies into the NFL right out of the gate. Right. If you, I mean, you think about it, the guys who, who get hurt are a lot of times are the younger quarterbacks yeah. because they just don't have that. They, they don't have that instinct to just get rid of the ball and get out of the way. Right. And they're not uh, on good teams. And, and even the veteran quarterbacks, there's, there's, there's a lot of injuries to the quarterbacks this year, more so than, than normal. Um, yeah, it's unfortunate. I, I hope he can come back. I hope. I think everybody knew how high I was on him coming out. Um, we'll see. I mean, he he's he's has been hit a lot this year, and that's one of the risks you take when you get the first pick and you're on a team that's there's a reason why they got the first pick. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Uh, Chicago heads to Lambeau. Talk about a team that's up and down. Well. Up and then down. At least it was with Chicago. It was one direction and then the other. They really have not bounced up and down very much. No, they haven't. They were and five and one, and then they were five and five. And is uh, there is there a point they, that I actually haven't seen it? Is Bowles or Trubisky going to play? Don't know. I haven't looked. Yeah, I got. I'm waiting for David Fails. He's <laughs> David he's fails. sitting by the phone waiting. <laughs> Bowles fails. It might be some of that magic. Fails. There. there you go. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going with Green Bay. Green Bay. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Green Bay can't lose this game. I'm not really quite sure the last time Green Bay swept Chicago. I don't even think they beat them twice last year. No, they didn't. Actually. So, um, but I, I think if, if they don't win this game, then we can't be talking about Green Bay as being in the upper echelon of any no. league. No, yep. not at all. Yeah. This is a game you got to win. Yeah. Okay. Coin says heads. They like Green Bay. There we go. All right. And last but not least, Seattle versus Philly. Anybody like the Eagles? Nope. Don't think Harry? so. Harry? Not for me. I'll take Seattle. No, I don't. Well, no. Again, this is another game where if the Seahawks don't win this, then we just can't. These, this, it's coming down to the time of year where you got to win these games, right? And it's it's the same as like you said with the with the Packers and the Bills yeah. and uh, yeah. Packers and the and the Bears. It's it's almost it's it's almost worse, you know. I mean, if the Packers uh, lose to the Bears, uh, you know, at least they have the excuse it's a divisional game. Yeah. If if the Seahawks lose to the Eagles this year, I forget it. Well, the, you know, the Seahawks play the Eagles, and then the Eagles play play the Packers. So we'll see, you know, which team yeah. uh, beats the Eagles by more. There you go. Mm-hmm. That'll be the yeah. telltale. We'll have to we'll have to make notes uh, of that. That'll be a side bet. Exactly. All right. Coin says heads. 
<laughs> likes the Eagles. Coin likes the Eagles. So. Oh wow, that coin! I, I don't know. The, the coin might be stumbling this week. Oh, after oh, hopefully, I, 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 I uh, even with my pick of the Jets, I can get a little bit of distance from the coin. Well, you've got one. I think we both picked the Jets. So both picked the Jets. You've only got two. You've got uh, you've got Houston, and the coin's got Detroit. You've got Seattle, and you've got Philly. So you got a chance to pick up a couple games. Mm-hmm. Everything yeah, yeah. else is the same. There we go. This well, is gonna be an interesting. Go. This is a make or break week. This is a but, make or uh, break I think week, as far yeah. as our as far as the, the pick champion goes, but I think it's it's over one way or the other. There you go. I agree. John, congratulations, John. Uh, thank you. Thank you. I tried. Well, you know what? I I have a few weeks uh, left to uh, to try and lose your yoga pants. So <laughs> 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 I'll do my best. At least there's something. That would be considered a worthwhile reason, I think. <laughs> exactly. There you go. Can All you right. blame the guy? I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> All right. Well, now I have an excuse if I wind up tanking. <laughs> so, anyway. All right. Cool. There you go. Well, you know what? That brings us to uh, our new sh- our new uh, segment of the show. Well, our new. I mean, it's new. Uh, it's probably about half of the shows we've done so far, so it's not really new anymore by any means. But top 10 lists. This week we're doing top 10 running backs. Top 10 running backs in the NFL. Um, yeah, you know what? I, I'm going to go out on I'm not going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say, I'm going to preface this segment by saying that by all means, and these two gentlemen will agree with me, this was by far the hardest top 10 list that we've had to do so yeah. far. Yeah. This the the top ten list could have easily been a top twenty plus list. Uh, there were so many. I mean, that the you'll you'll yeah, know absolutely. and you can probably figure it out. But the top four plus spots were are pretty much locked in. But you know the 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 rest of uh, the rest of that top ten list could have been twenty different guys. There were a uh, whole bunch of guys that could have been somewhere ooh, between five and right. ten. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So so hard. So this this was difficult. So. We did our due diligence, and we we made our lists, and we added them up, and we uh, figured out and, the. And some people made really bad decisions, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll, uh, we'll 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 see what they pan out to well, be. Someone has to. Someone. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well be me. <laughs> but we'll we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll. Uh, We'll make mention of the fact that there were, uh, you know, after we're done, we'll we'll mention a couple of uh, uh, a couple of honorable mentions. We won't do it now. We'll do it when we're done. Um, I think we might even do it when we're done with old balls. But in any event, let's start with number ten. Uh, Pete, why don't you get us going with number ten? Number ten is that TD TD. Oh yeah, touchdown, Tony Dorsett. <laughs> of course, being a Cowboy fan, and he being a running back during that uh, period um, uh, when you know, the Cowboys were America's team. And that's when I fell in love with them. Um, what can you say? Uh, 12,739 rushing yards, 77 rushing TDs, a uh, little over 16,000 all purpose yards and 91 total touchdowns. Uh, football hall of fame, of course. Um, I think he's still, who is it? Somebody, Forget who he's tied with. 90, 99, 99 yards, the longest. That would be run from scrimmage. Uh, that would be Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. There we go. Yeah. So, um, and, 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 and Daniel Jones. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Rumbling, bumbling, stumbling. Uh, yeah, TD was. Um, I don't know. He was just. I mean, for me, obviously, again with the with the time frame, 
just he was a superstar and part of those Dallas teams that didn't always win the big game, but uh, did sometimes. And great fun to watch. Yeah. 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 Uh, go ahead. Go ahead, Harry. No, I mean, he was higher. He was, he was, he was, I think I had him highest on my list out of anybody. He's, I mean, those, those Cowboys have had a, a two incredible running backs and uh, he was certainly one of them. He, 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 he was part of an offense that had some balance, but they really relied on him. He was, he, he, and, and he was, you know, he caught the ball as well as ran the ball and he was, he was really, really good. I mean, in his era, he was right at the top. Yeah, he was he was uh, he was amazing. There was a lot of uh, there was a lot of um, receiving that went on there too. And yeah. as a Giants fan back in the day when he played, and granted the first the first few years he played, you know, were were you know a, a hindrance to the Giants. But you know, after that, the Giants became the elite of the NFC with with Washington and Dallas. Kind of fell out of favor, but you know, when you're watching Dallas games, he was pretty much the star of uh, you know what, what Dallas had going on. Uh, for the, for the rest of his career in 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 with the Cowboys, yeah. So, there you go, number ten, Tony Dorsett. Touchdown, right. Tony Dorsett. TD, Tony Dorsett. There you go. All right, I'm going to take number nine, only because nobody else wanted to. Uh, <laughs> he was only on one person's list. Yeah, he was, he was only he was only on one person's list, and I'm not going to tell you who it was, but it wasn't me or Harry. But I won't tell you who it was. Uh, no, it was uh, Mr. And you know what? Uh, he was a good running back. He really was. He was great. Uh, he was great. He was great, even in Hertz commercials. And uh, O.J. Simpson. Uh, uh, O.J. I was going to. Uh, Orenthal. Orenthal Jones. Jones, right? Orenthal Jones. Yeah. James, yeah. I think. Orenthal James. Orenthal James Simpson. Yes, you're right. Orenthal James Simpson. He was. I was going to pick a different picture than this. <laughs> <laughs> There was one team that he played with that had an orange uniform. But yeah, no, no. I was actually no. I was going to pick a different picture than this. Uh, it was one that he had gloves on. They, they, they didn't fit him well. <laughs> but yes. but uh, in any event, he's number one uh, on Johnny Cochran's list. Absolutely was. Uh, and uh, hey, you know what? He's responsible for the Kardashians having a TV show. So I mean, let's let's put it that way. Um, in any event, uh, you know, five-time Pro Bowler, uh, you know, 72 through 76. Uh, he was uh, drafted in the first round with the number one pick overall. Highest drafted highest drafted running back on our list today. And he almost didn't make it if it weren't for one person. But, uh, yeah, he was, the, he was the number one pick overall in 1969. Um, yeah, and he played. They played a couple of years with uh, San Francisco at the end of his career too. But yeah, five-time Pro Bowler, five-time first-team All-Pro, NFL Most Valuable uh, Player in '73, Offensive Player of the Year in '73, Burt Bell Award in '73, AP Athlete of the Year, Associated Press uh, in '73. '73 was was just a crazy year for him. But the list goes on and on. Member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He's, uh, you know what? I mean, you know, as much as we want to say whatever we say about him, and. Uh, he 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 just was a prolific running back. Uh, yeah, he just really was. So. He was he was, and, and his college career was even better than his. Oh yeah, career. his college yeah. career was crazy. Absolutely. Yeah, there's plenty of negative things you could say about OJ. Yeah. You know, I don't know. 
he left the game early to pursue, you know, a, a television and movie career, which he actually had some success at. Well, he wanted to be um, Norberg you know, in, uh, in in the Naked Gun. Yeah, game, listen, so. he you know well, thought, yeah. thought he was better than a lot of people and didn't really you know embrace certain aspects of right. uh, of the African American culture. Killed a couple of people. You know, there's a number of negative things about OJ that you <laughs> oh, can say. When you're, when you're, legit, when you're a legit, southern, you when know. you're a Southern California guy, and you got to, and you're, you got to go play eight years in Buffalo. It's, it, it I makes think, it yeah, yeah. And but, they, you know, they weren't just, a great teams either that he played on. No, no that's it, but but he was. I mean, much. I mean, if you look at his uh, his college game, you know, the the offense was give the ball to OJ. And he went to yeah. Buffalo, and the offense was give the ball to OJ. OJ. Yeah, exactly. You know, there was really not a whole lot going on there, and he was just yeah. a guy who produced, even when everyone in the stadium knew what was going on. Right. And he right. was he was really a, nobody had really ever seen anybody quite like OJ. No, it was the kind of the mindset like try and stop him because that's all you had. That's yeah, all you could do because nothing yeah. else was happening. So, and I mean that was you know, listen, two thousand yards is still. Uh, a monumental feat yeah. uh, and certainly becoming more so in the way the game is played now but sure you know oj mm-hmm. was i mean he was just a national sensation yeah. it's just you know and the and the only one on our list with a what a 12 part 30 uh, espn documentary series about him yeah, yeah. something yeah exactly exactly yep all right, so, number number nine, O.J. Simpson. Uh, Harry, bring us to number eight, please. Number eight is Marshall Falk, who is a seven-time Pro Bowler. He is eighth in all-purpose yards, both passing and receiving, 12th all-time in rushing, and eighth all-time in touchdowns. I think he's somebody who maybe doesn't pop to the top of everybody's list, but he had a really prolific career, 100 touchdowns, uh, just unbelievable, and was a Super Bowl winner. Uh, as well, which not a lot of these guys were uh, on this list. So uh, 12,279 rushing yards, over four yards per carry, 767 receptions, and another almost 7,000 uh, yards receiving, and another 36 receiving touchdowns. So 136 total touchdowns. Pretty, yeah. pretty incredible. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. Crazy. Numbers. Yeah. Falk was always one of my favorite players. Uh, he just, you know, he he seemed to do things on the field that just made your eyes pop out of your head. And yeah. good at every aspect of the game. Great uh, pass catcher, and uh, you know, great uh, after the catch. It's a, a joy, a joy to watch. Yeah, yeah. He was really, he was really and, fun. and you know, one of the never really had any issues with him as far as being, you know, my team's rival or anything. Always a guy I rooted for. Marshall Falk, excellent, yeah. excellent player. Underrated, I think. Yeah, by I a agree. lot of people. Totally Absolutely. underrated. Totally underrated. Yeah, I I totally agree. And he was on my list. And m- most most of the players, folks, most of the players on this list, we we all each had a couple of them were in different positions, but most of them, not all, but most of them were on the on the on our list. So, um, there you go. Number uh, number eight, Marshall Falk. Uh, Pete, why don't you take us to number seven? Uh, number seven is uh, Ladanian Tomlinson. There you go. There you go. Um. No doubt he was great. Um, longevity, eh, he played 12 years, I guess, which is pretty good for a running back. Sure. Uh, he was tough. Especially uh, nowadays, yeah. Nowadays, yeah. <laughs> uh, had a lot of uh, carry, you know, 3,174 carries, uh, 13,684 yards, <clears throat> excuse me, 145 touchdowns. That's a number that really stands out. And uh, five times a pro bowler, three times an all pro. 
uh, MVP, league MVP, uh, called member of the uh, Hall of Fame, of course, and the uh, 2006 Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. Uh, our class act, uh, sort of just a, a workman, um, unsung in many ways, but uh, definitely one of the uh, the all-time greats, and anybody uh, would be happy to have him on their team. No question about that. Ladanian Tomlinson. Danny LT, Thompson. the other LT. And who did he finish up his uh, last two years of his career with? <laughs> um. Oh yeah, the the uh, the Jets. The Jets. Yeah, he went to an AFC Championship game too. So I mean, he did get that. So yeah, yeah. So. We we try to still. Those years are still painful. <laughs> <laughs> fun, fun, fun. So, but uh, yeah, there you go. Um, just just. Uh, Really, really good running back. I mean, he, he had to be on the list. Uh, he, he was one of these guys that, you know, it could have been one of 20, but he just kind of rose above the, the rest of the cream kind of thing. Yeah, and his, his his stats just, when you look at him, you, you can't not put him on the list. I think yeah. playing in San Diego on teams that weren't necessarily perennial, you know, AFC championship teams or anything like that, he he, sure. he, he got lost in the mix a little bit. And yeah. probably another guy is underrated. When, I don't think he comes – to mind with a lot of people uh, who are casual yeah. watchers of the game. Yeah, I agree. Danny Tomlinson, number seven, folks. Well, uh, I'll take number six. Number six is Mr. Adrian Peterson. Mr. Adrian Peterson is still playing football. Uh, you know, he's the only one on our list that not only is still playing football, but he's actually the only one on our list that is not in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And well, not yet. I don't think any not of yet. us. Yeah. I don't think any of us disagree with the fact that he will not <laughs> disagree with the fact that he will be in the the Pro Football Hall of Fame. You know, probably five years after he retires. So I don't think he, he it, it, It's a foregone conclusion that he'll be uh, yeah. first ballot Hall of Famer there. But but yeah, no. He, he his stats are amazing. Fourteen hundred uh, fourteen thousand six hundred five uh, rushing yards, uh, four point seven yards per carry. He was the uh, NFL Most Valuable Player in twenty twelve. Uh, offensive Player of the Year in 2012, just seven-time Pro Bowler, four-time first-team first All-Pro, three-time second-team All-Pro, 2010's Decade Team, Offensive Rookie of the Year in 27, 2007. Uh, 2007 is when he was drafted. He was drafted with the first pick. Folks, I want to point out the fact that every single player on our top 10 list tonight was drafted in the first round of the, play, of the uh, NFL draft. Uh, there's not one of these top 10 folks that were not drafted in the first round. So... Um, you know, that, uh, uh, you know, anybody, uh, anybody thinking that, uh, uh, running backs, not the position to take in the first round. Well, this list pretty much, pretty much puts that to, to bed, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, just, just, just an amazing, uh, amazing back. I mean, he, he played for, uh, it, obviously his formative years and, and, and all of his accolades and, and where his career is going came from the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, you know, he's on from 07 till 16, but he played for the Saints and the Cardinals in 2017. He played for the Redskins for two years, 18 and 19. And then, you know, he's he's on the Vikings now, uh, you know, uh, Vikings. I'm sorry. He's on the Lions now um, and uh, and continues. I mean, he's not doing a whole hell of a lot right now, uh, not just because the Lions are the Lions, but just because he's, you know, 130 years old. But, you know, but he had uh, he had, uh, uh success even after you know what was a oh no what would be considered a devastating knee injury for almost oh, anybody else well that's that's exactly where i was going his knee injury was amazing and that would have retired most players especially running backs 
you know, most players, period, especially running backs. And he came yeah. back, and he's had yeah. decent success since. And, and he wasn't a kid when that happened either. No. It wasn't like it was his third or fourth year in the league, and Not he hurt his knee, and he was, you know, 26 years old and coming back from it. He's, right. you know, 47 when that happened, I think. Exactly. 47. <laughs> Pretty yeah. much, though, yeah. yeah no, I know I wouldn't have come back from that injury at 47. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have come from that injury at 27. So, Well, I mean, yeah. it, it seems as if he's he's from a, a generation that's just a little bit more durable than yeah. what you, you're seeing with a lot of running backs now. You just don't – everybody on this list has had a pretty long career, um, and I think that goes a long way, especially nowadays. It just seems like the – lifespan of a running back just isn't what it used to be it's not what it used to be and and you know what one of one of our uh coming up uh running backs uh on this list uh, it seems to be the the uh the benchmark for uh years of service uh for running backs and and we were all uh you know um uh yeah upset that he he cut his career as short as he did but right. But that's uh, that's what it seems to be now. I think he kind of led the way for for these future running backs, or these current running backs, and the future right. to to cut their careers short. But hey, you know what? Uh, I'll I'll speak about that when we get to it. But right now, uh, we'll wrap up number six, Adrian Peterson. Let's move on to number five, Eric Dickerson. I'm sorry. Move on to number five, Harry. Why don't you tell us who Eric Dickerson is? Eric Dickerson <laughs> was a running back who uh, just happened to have. Uh, over 13,000 yards rushing in his career. He, you know, he was one of these guys that physically was very different than a lot of running backs. He was, I think he was 6'3", 6'4". He ran very upright, which made him, you know, seem like even more of a target. And yet he seemed to have, he was one of the most explosive guys who could just wait and read the blocking schemes and then hit a hole like there was, there was no tomorrow. And, uh, he, he holds the single-season rushing yards record, over 2,105 y- yards rushing in a season. He holds the rookie rushing record, eighteen over 1,800 yards rushing in his rookie season. And he ran for 248 yards in a playoff game. Uh, you know, he never quite was on a team that could put himself in a position to, to, win, a, to win a championship. But... He had a hell of a career. Played for the Rams, the Colts, the Raiders, and then the Falcons in those last two years were not much of uh, to write home about. But uh, on both on both the Rams and and the Colts, he he had incredible seasons. He was a six time Pro Bowler. He was the NFL Offensive Player of the Year in '86 and um, four time four time NFL rushing yard leader in you know in the in the in the '80s in the mid '80s where there was a lot of really good running backs. So uh, Eric Dickerson, one of the, you know, one of the best. Yeah, and, and he had definitely had the NFL award back in the eighties for best glasses. That's right. You know? <laughs> That's yeah, right. you know he he was the guy that could kind of run you over because he was big, and he did run unlike really anybody else with that that upright stance, and he was just so fast. Yeah, you know he 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 was agile enough to make that one move and make somebody miss, and then he was gone. You know, I, I kind of like in. I was going to say he was like a. I was going to say he's a bigger version of like a, maybe like a Chris Johnson, 
Only I think it would be fair to say Chris Johnson was the smaller version of Eric Dickerson. Dickerson. Yeah, in, in that and that aspect, if, you know, boom, one guy misses and then no one else is catching him. But if somebody was in his way, he was big enough to kind of uh, you know he, stiff he, arm out his way through. Yeah, he was a dual threat too. I mean, he had over two thousand receiving yards. He, he, the other guy who was just on with who we just mentioned, who reminded me of him when he came into the league, was Marshall Falk. Uh, just for whatever reason, they, they sort of reminded me of each other. But yeah, uh, Dickerson is, uh, and, and he stood out from the crowd when he yeah, came into the league. He, he was, you, you just knew there was something special about this guy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And that's, I, listen, we, you never want to say any record, you know, records will never be broken, but uh, I don't know if anybody's going to have it, you know, get over that se- single season. Like we're going to have to have a, a paradigm shift in the way the game is played and yeah, the right. passing is basically outlawed for anybody to even get enough right. carries to have a shot at uh, 2,100 yards. Yeah, right. but if, if the if the league continues down the road, it's going for, for however long. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll all be long gone, even if there are five-year-olds listening to this podcast. They'll, they'll be long gone by the time that happens. So the running back's going to be like a center in the NBA. Yeah. Somebody's going to go, what's that? <laughs> Pretty much. You mean anyway. you used to, they used to line up two of them in the backfield and one would block <laughs> for the other one and you'd exactly. hand it off to the one in the back. Yeah. That's crazy. In the NBA. That's in, in the NBA. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. All right. That was, uh, that was number five, Eric Dickerson. Uh, Pete, why don't you take us to number four? I know you'll like this guy. Yeah, some for some reason I get all the cowboys. I wonder why that is. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, listen, uh, he's the uh, the yardage leader. Uh, Eighteen thousand three hundred fifty five yards, forty four hundred and nine carries. Just think about that. Now again, longevity. Uh, many years with Dallas, a couple of years with Arizona. There at the end, he really didn't do much. But uh, his name is Emmett Smith, and he's uh, an eight time Pro Bowler, uh, four time All Pro. Three Super Bowls, that ain't nothing to sneeze at. Nope. Uh, MVP and, of course, a, a Hall of Famer and a handful of other lesser awards. But, um, listen, Dallas always had a great offensive line. Anyone could run behind that, and he played forever, and that's why he's got all that. This guy was just good. You know, you can't you can't blame everything. You can't be a running back in the NFL who has that kind of success, and it's everyone else's, you know, everyone else is the reason. They're just, you know, he's a system running back. Emmett Smith had a talent and uh, tough too. Remember a couple games against uh, the Giants where he was, uh, you know, sort of the walking wounded, or or at least that's how they played it up. Maybe it wasn't maybe that shoulder wasn't quite as bad as they yeah, made they it play, out to be. They played but, it up that way, but it didn't. work Yeah, a little out bit. That way. Um, but still, from a different era uh, where you know guys carried the ball a lot of the time, and of course those were you know those were great Dallas teams with lots of weapons, but. Emmett Smith is uh, the little engine that made them go. Yeah. And kind of the the guy you didn't he- hear as much about, you know, I mean, you heard a little bit with his contracts and things like that, but he, he you know, he, he just, yeah, I mean, he's, he's obviously deserving of where he's had on this list. He, as a Giants fan, trust me, you, you knew how good he was. You just couldn't stop him. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, you know, yeah, like you said, Dallas has had some uh, some pretty great running backs over the years. But he's, yeah, I mean, that was he, I mean, he stands out. Was, I mean, he certainly. I, I when when you look at those Dallas teams, there was always someone who was more in the news than Emmett Smith. Right. That's what I mean. Is yeah. that he, he was he was the star of the team. He was obviously the best player on the field at at any time, and yet 
you know, he wasn't in the headlines because he, he just did his job. And, but I mean, if you look at his career statistics, they are they're outrageous, unbelievable, just unbelievable. The stats are nuts. The stats yeah. are absolutely crazy. And that, that goes a long way. Look, there's some guys who are at the top of our list who didn't really play all that long. Um, he, he did, and he played on some good teams. He played on some, but, but I think that also goes to show you just how much, I mean, they were, there was a little bit more of a balanced offense. It wasn't, he wasn't Jim Brown getting the, getting the bulk of every touch that goes on. Uh, so his numbers, he was a good, he was a good receiver too, which I think people forget about. He was a blocker. He was, he, and he is just one of the, he had one of the, I think other than maybe the next person on the list or one of the next people on the list, he had the, some of the best lateral mo- movement in, in the history of running backs. He yeah. could just, he could move laterally and, and then just accelerate. He was low to the ground. He was really hard to tackle and he just did it year after year after year. And on those games back in when the NFC had some of the best defenses going, uh, he just he was still getting hit. Continued, yeah. continued to dominate. Yeah. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Even when uh, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, as a Giants fan, you didn't want him to. He did. And he did. and and most of the time, when it was a game that you didn't want him to, that's when he rose to the occasion. He just, you know, and 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 his last two years in, in Arizona too. Uh, I mean, there were no slouch uh, years. Uh, he. Yeah. You know, he, he he was still running. It wasn't like he just went out there to uh, you know put him out to pasture, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's kind of uh, sad to see him. Like a lot of these guys, you know, it's sad to see them on. He's a cowboy. I mean, you know, yeah. he's. Uh, it's too bad that he couldn't finish his career there. Right. Cause... Yeah. No. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, kind of like you know Joe Montana on Kansas City. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, yeah. It's just you just see him in that uniform, and you go, "That's just wrong." It's wrong. It's wrong. But but again, he didn't. He had he, some good years. He had he, some good he had, years. He had a couple of good years. He, he added to his stats. He he, he padded his stats uh, well, uh, you know, when he was out there. So he wasn't done. Uh, just Dallas was doing him. He wasn't done running. Yeah. So, but there you go. Number four, Emmett Smith. Uh, I will take number three. Uh, number three is none other than Mr. Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders is, uh, you know, uh, no, no middle name. Uh, <laughs> I'll have to... Uh, <laughs> I'll have to tell you that no middle name, but in any event, he uh, no relation to Larry Sanders. No either, Sanders right? to Larry Sanders. No. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, did that one throw you off a little bit? <laughs> there you go. I was wait. I I actually, you know, most of the time I can I can tell these in the back of my mind, so I can pass right by them. But I wasn't I wasn't getting there. Uh, no, his, his stats are just crazy. Uh, I mean, you know, fifteen thousand uh, over fifteen thousand rushing yards. Uh, 99 uh, career rushing touchdowns, uh, uh, almost 3,000 receiving yards. Uh, you know, and this was done in 10 years, folks. 10 years. His career was 10 years. He was drafted in the first round with the third pick overall in 89, and he only played from 89 to 98 with the Lions straight through, no other team. But uh, the the uh, odd thing is the fact that he had five yards per carry. I mean, most of these other running backs, in fact, all of these other running backs, uh, had uh, four point something yards per carry, and and that has a lot to do with longevity too. You know, once you get into your fourteenth or your fifteenth year, you're not getting as many yards per carry, so that's affecting your overall sure uh, your overall number. But his his yards per carry were crazy. Uh, if NFL Most Valuable Player in '97, two time NFL Offensive Player of the Year, 
uh, rookie of the year in 89, 16, six-time first-team All-Pro, uh, 10-time Pro Bowler, folks. He went to the Pro Bowl every year he was in the NFL. You know, every year he's in the NFL. The, the biggest thing I, I have to say about Barry Sanders, and certainly not the only thing I would say about Barry Sanders, but definitely the biggest thing, is the fact that he was, and you, you, you know, Harry hit it on the head before, you know, we talk about Emmett Smith being a system running back or anybody be a system player and everything. And it's true to a point with a lot of these other people. But Barry Sanders was the Detroit Lions. There was nobody else on the team at the time. You know, he did no. what he did because of him, not because of the success of the no. team around Absolutely. him. Absolutely. You know, it, yeah. it's, 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 it's crazy. So. He, he was the most elusive running back in the Absolutely. history of the game. And, and you, you saw the game start to change. I mean, the, the so much so that they weren't even really handing the ball off to him. They were tossing the ball to him. Yeah. He he would sort of stop after he got the ball. Like it was a shotgun and he was the quarterback and then decide, okay, I don't see anything here. So I'm just going to run to the opposite side of the field for 40 yards and then proceed to gain 12 on the play. Right. It was unbelievable. He, yeah. he was, it, it, I don't think I'm going out on a limb to say this. He was the most dynamic running back I've ever seen play. I, I and there's agree. one other that came close who's coming up on our list. Yeah, but I, but there was there were things that this guy did that were unhuman. His lateral movement, his quickness, his acceleration, his ability to uh, to avoid tackles and break tackles was unbelievable. And he wasn't just – he was also – a power runner as well as a, as being incredibly quick. Yeah. Just one of the, I think one of the top, you know, obviously top 10 football players of all time. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely top 10 football players of all time. And, and, and the, I, I should say the top four, and we've, we've done two of them so far, uh, four and three, the top four uh, running backs were the top four on all of our lists. I think two of them were switched on one of the lists, but they were the yeah. top four on all of our lists. So, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, Barry Sanders was just an amazing, uh, an amazing running back to watch. And, you know, with the exception of probably uh, the next one, and I'm not even going to put him over Barry Sanders, just tied or close to or in the mix with Barry Sanders, whatever you want to call it. Um, he he was the most fun to watch uh, yeah. and running back. He he And at he, times the whole team. And at times the entire Detroit Lions team. He really was. You know, uh, they yeah. they were. You expected them to win games, but if Barry Sanders wasn't playing, you expected them to lose games. That I was mean, it's why I started <laughs> watching Detroit on Thanksgiving because it was, you know, those years with Barry Sanders where you're like, who knows what's going to happen? Absolutely. Yeah, he he was the reason to watch uh, those those terrible terrible Lions teams, and you know, uh, what is there was a this quote was was it fourth fourth and eight is a a rushing situation or something outrageous like that. Yeah. You know, just there was no go ahead, John. You're gonna what? You know what it is? you know what it is? You know what I'm talking about? No, well, I know anyway. what you're talking about. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there sorry. there was no situation that that uh that he wasn't ready to take on. No, no, no. And not, as no tough as nails and a guy that you could watch, you know, lose a yard, lose five yards, lose seven yards, and then bust one for eighty five. Straight through. Uh oh, you know, you 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 did not Take your eyes off the screen yeah. when the Lions' <laughs> offense with Barry Sanders was no, on the field. You're right, and, you know, and they were, you know, horrible teams. But he was, uh, um, he he was a reason to watch. He was iconic and uh, and deserving. To, yeah. And I, I, as I was perusing the internet, I saw a couple of, <clears throat> excuse me, a couple of sites that actually 
had him as a number one over, yeah. uh, you know, our consensus. Well, you know, uh, number one. So uh, the people that thought that highly of him. I, I, yeah, I had him number two on my list and the number two running back, I had number three on my list. So, mm-hmm. but yeah. they're, they're, they're so right there, you know, it is what it is, but I just want to point one thing out too. Barry Sanders uh, was quoted actually last year as saying that he believes the giant Saquon Barkley is destined to be one of the greats. I just wanted to put that out there and, uh, and leave it there. Well, hopefully, uh, you know, yeah, Saquon's going to be Barry Sanders and, uh, Joe judge is going to be, uh, <laughs> Bill, Bill Parcells. Parcells. going to be, uh, the next Drew Brees. Taysen Hill, Taysen Hill is going to be the number one sitcom on the WB network. Yeah, well, listen, that's the, King Sand- of the Hill, not oh. Sanders. Hill. <laughs> Sanders could have had a couple of more years, one too, tree, you know, yeah, if, he'd, if he'd had a little bit more successful, then he might have played a couple of more years and, uh, you know, would have racked up some. some There's just something about ending your career early in Detroit. It's, a, it's just such a <laughs> wonderful place. That, uh, Whether you want to or not. Whether you happens. want to or not, you're done after a short career because you just can't take it anymore. That's what it really boils down to. It's either that or suicide. <laughs> Number three, Barry Sanders. All right. Uh, why don't you... Uh, um, Harry, why don't you take us to number two? Number two is, I think, uh, somebody who I would put very close to Barry Sanders is the most electric running sure. back that I've ever seen play. It's it's Walter Payton. Uh, again, early in his career on Bears teams that were not great, it was the offense was give the ball to Walter Payton and watch him do things that he'd never seen before. And he was another player that if he was on television, I was watching. And again, those Chicago games on on Thanksgiving, he, he he was just unbelievable. He ended his career uh, with a Super Bowl championship, you know. Uh, uh, but his his numbers are, are just staggering. So over sixteen thousand seven hundred rushing yards. He averaged almost four point five yards per carry. One hundred and ten rushing touchdowns. Another almost five hundred receptions. I think uh, twenty what twenty one thousand all purpose yards. Uh, just unbelievable. Uh, I think most people know about Walter Payton. Um, if you saw him play again, much like Barry Sanders, you knew you were watching somebody who was changing the game and changing that position. They called him sweetness for a reason. He just moved like no, I mean, maybe Gail Sayers is the only other running back that just was so graceful running, uh, running down the field. Sure. And, um, just an, an incredible athlete. He he was he was one of those guys who changed the game, and uh, you know, obviously a Pro Bowler, one time Super Bowl champion, and uh, held a lot of records that were broken, obviously recently by some some other, but uh, led the league in rushing four times. Seventies All Decade Team, eighties All Decade Team, NFL seventy fifth anniversary All Time Team and uh, NFL 100th anniversary all-time team. And could easily – I think he was number one on on Pete's list. Uh, yeah. He winds yeah. up number two. Uh, I think he was in our everybody's top three. And, yeah. um, yes, he was. I, I think, too, we're all of an age where he just left an indelible mark, and there's no doubt he, he'll, he will go down as one of the uh, one of the touchstones for this position. It's going to be very difficult for any of these new running backs, and and there are a lot of great ones. Don't get me wrong; I'm not just singling out Saquon Barkley, but I mean Alvin Kamara, um, uh, any any of these uh, Henry, uh, Derek Henry, 
uh, even even uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, and uh, you know he's a rookie <laughs> this year. Who knows? Looking very very good. He's looking freaking great, you know. But um, but I think it's going to be. I think they're all going to wind up. Even Saquon, I think they're going to all wind up in that mix that we talked about from five to ten that you could fit twenty or twenty five or thirty guys in. But I think these top four are cemented as the top four. And I, and I, I, I I just don't see any of these new guys having the longevity no. to get out. Yeah, well, that's, that's it. It's the longevity. That's what I was going to say. I, 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 I wish that was the case, and I think Barkley was maybe the one guy who I could say, okay, uh, he might have a chance, but I just don't see it happening. No. It just, it, it's just – it's too hard. Well, so, yeah. And I, I also think that the, one of the things that, that most of these guys on this list, they played – they had longer college careers. Yeah. Uh, well, and the just, other thing is – you. Guys don't stay on the same team for no. close to their whole career anymore. No. They get no. traded, you know, the, the running backs devalued and they get traded away to a lesser team, you know, and uh, it's harder to, you know, you, you just don't have guys that, you know, generally speaking, certainly running backs who play for the same team for, you know, 11, 12 seasons. Right. So well, listen, well, sweetness was number one on my list by the slimmest of margins. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, just the overwhelming. Ness. I mean, certainly, I you could, I, I would say, him and Jim Brown. You know, you could make them co number ones. Um, but he, you knew you were watching greatness, oh. and he was just a guy that could beat in so many ways. He was fluid. He was, yeah. as you said, Harry, graceful. He was slithery. He could run over you too. He had, you know, uh, he was a bull when he needed to be. It didn't it was, look like work. You know? No, no, and that's, he could, I think he could wait for a hole too. He could wait for that that's just yeah. the slightest opening for the offensive lineman to to do their job, and then bam. Just... Yeah, and and I think the comparison to Sayers is apt too. Actually, Gail Sayers was number ten on my list, even though he didn't play for very long. You just yeah. you you watched him, and you watched a guy like Sweetness, and you just you knew you were watching greatness. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's nothing. There's nothing more to say about it. He was just no. it, it, grace. Yeah, grace. No. Walter Payton, comma sweetness, comma grace. That's you know what you gotta say about it. So, number two, Walter Payton. Um, Pete, let's uh, let's hear about number one. Let's see. Might have just uh, mentioned him, but do it again. Well, you know, <laughs> it's not like I'm really giving it a, away a big secret here. <laughs> it's true. Jim Brown, of course, number one. What can you say? Uh, Cleveland Browns, nine years total. Eight uh, first-team All-Pro, nine-time Pro Bowler, uh, champion in 1957, uh, and, and they, and NFL MVP in 1958, as well as 1965, uh, 12,312 rushing yards. Uh, and that is in 118 games, folks. That, that's it. Just 118. Yep. That's it. <laughs> 2,359 carries. Remember, I said uh, uh, Emmett had you know 4,400. Well, this is you know 2,000 carries less than that, and about 6,000 yards less. Uh, 106 touchdowns, and um, you know uh, three-time MVP actually. Uh, oh, 1960s uh, Hall of Fame. Uh, all all sixties team and all those kinds of awards, uh, a sensation and again um, unstoppable, Jim Brown. And Short. if you want to talk about uh, somebody who personified the tough guy, uh, that was Jim Brown. He was as tough as they came. Still more is, than, still is more than five yards a carry, 
which you know, which is unheard of, especially unheard in an of. Era, at an era when there was no passing. So the whole defensive scheme was right. let's stop Jim Brown. Sure, yeah. and he still averaged five yards a carry five and point. Uh, and had a, uh, what is it? Uh, did he have one touchdown per game? I think. Yeah, I, he I, got I, to a hundred touchdowns in ninety-three games, I believe it was. Yeah, yeah. it was the fastest that anybody had done it up to that point. Yeah, and he okay. set, I think, rookie rushing. He broke the single-season uh, rushing uh, record, not as a rookie, I think, in his second year, maybe. Um, uh, broke the rookie rushing record with uh, I forget what those numbers were, um, but his he total, was just, his total touchdowns were one hundred twenty-six touchdowns. One hundred twenty-six. So. Um, um, Let's see. He's a pro so, bowler every season he played. Every season he played. Yeah, 100 touchdowns in 93 games. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just insane. I mean, um, all-purpose yards, 15,546. You know, that's, a, again, as, as you said, in an era where uh, the whole defenses were geared to stop the running game. Yeah. Uh, he was really one of a kind. And, look, he left early for whatever his reasons are. Hollywood. Um, no. uh, yeah, listen, he <laughs> was probably somewhat disenfranchised and uh, obviously, you know, taking a beating back in the day, too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, a shortest career of any running back on our list tonight. Shortest career. Yeah, nine there years, you go. But I mean, they were nine pretty amazing yeah. years. Yeah. They were. I got and, and, and he did it, you know, let's be honest. First, the first one, two, three, four years of his career, they only played 12 games. Yeah. The last 14 games. So everybody else on this list, I don't think anybody else on this list was playing in the 14-game era. No. They were all in the 16-game era. So uh, O.J. Simpson played 14 games. Yeah, okay. Cup for for yeah. four of his yeah. uh, four of his years or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, he's a uh, he, he's still somebody who, if he speaks, you listen. <laughs> he's <laughs> yeah. He's one, he of, he's, he's one of those guys. He I, just, I, and he has a lot to say. And and I, I think it's he's I think he's done maybe more so than anybody else on this list. He's done more for equality and 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 human rights and speaking up for the African American community more so than than anybody else. And uh, sometimes he's taken a beating for that, but yeah. he's uh, he's he's certainly lived one of those lives where he was. Uh, groundbreaking at, at everything he did a lot yeah. of things he did yeah um, an icon in, in more than just on the field too yeah absolutely you know, he, and, he used his celebrity and his voice and his strength to uh, to speak out about injustice and he used his celebrity and his voice and his strength to uh uh to try and lure somebody too i mean i uh just my my one jim brown story was i was sitting in in a uh, uh restaurant at a bar in uh east rutherford new jersey and uh, as I'm sitting there, uh, Bill Belichick walks in, followed by Jim Brown, followed by Dave Meggett, and it was a meeting to try and lure Dave Meggett to go to the Browns when uh, when uh, Bill Belichick got the job out there. So uh, yeah, it was uh, he he he's been used his his voice and his celebrity was uh, was uh, used for for a lot of things uh, to lure players and. But uh, that that was the least of it. No, his uh, everything he's done uh, uh, since football has been has been amazing. And uh, you know, yeah, I, I said Hollywood. I joked about it before. But uh, hey, you know what? His role in uh, was it any given Sunday was uh, was uh, pretty good. Um, he was in a lot of films. He was in a lot of films. Yeah, yeah no, he really was. 
Yeah. Anyways, but when, when you put Jim Brown in the same movie with Lawrence Taylor and uh, uh, <laughs> Dennis Quaid <laughs> and yeah. Al Pacino. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a trailer which needs extra room for people's <laughs> parole officers. <Exactly. laughs> yeah, Richard Pryor tells a great story about yeah. Jim Brown and uh, somebody who wanted uh, some guy who was drunk and wanted to fight Jim Brown and his friends were holding him back and as, as Pryor says, uh, the guy was you know cursing at Jim Brown and uh, Jim Brown just said to his the, the, the man's friends, he says, gentlemen, I think if you let the man go, he could express himself a little better. <laughs> and as, as Pryor tells it, the man was like turned to his friends. He's like, you guys don't let me go for nothing. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he realized, hold, hold he realized yeah, yeah. He was like, you better hold me back. Don't, yeah, because yeah. Uh, his, his uh, bravado was gone in an instant the moment instant. Jim Brown opened his mouth and basically said come get some if you want it so uh which that probably was not what he was expecting so not at all it's a great yeah. great bit and a great story yeah, he's he, he also played so long ago that he made syracuse relevant in football he did he did <laughs> hey, number one jim brown number one jim brown there you go well that concludes our uh our top tens for this week a couple honorable mentions uh like i had said before um i had marcus allen on my list uh, great running back uh, between uh, the Raiders and Kansas City. Just uh, insane. Yeah. And uh, I also had Earl Campbell on my list too. Yeah. Um, and I think one, I think uh, Earl Campbell was my 10A and I had a 10B, <laughs> which we seem to be doing. We actually haven't done the last couple of weeks. Uh, actually, Curtis Martin was. Uh, he was on my uh, list too. And, I, I, yeah. and, I, and interestingly, he was not on your list, Pete. Yeah. Well. Or was he? I don't no, think he, was. I don't no, he wasn't no. on his list. No, he was on. He was just on the outside getting in. He's he one of those guys. Who, been like 10B. Yeah, I mean, when you when you when you think about him, you think okay, top twenty, maybe top twenty-five. But when you look at his numbers, yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. Um, and and a guy that was that I really wanted to put on my list, but he just didn't play long enough. Was Terrell Davis? Uh, yeah, I think it had he played another three or four seasons, he might be in people's top seven eight you know list right he was that kind of player oh, there, and, there, were, there were a lot i mean you could yeah. you, it's like i said before we could have gone in top 20 25 30 i mean you yeah. could have put you could have put gail sayers you could have put john riggins you could have put a um a just yeah just an, a number it's, of a number it's of an guys. interesting mix between the look at raw numbers and the impact they had on the game and you right. know in a, in a case like uh sayers you know i had him number 10 just because of right. what he did was so incredible, even though sure. it was such a short time. So sure. that's what makes a lot of the, you know, these lists. This, yeah. this is by far the toughest list yeah. for yeah. me. I think for I all mean, of us. Herschel Walker. Yeah. I mean, when right, you look at, when you look at all, all purpose yards, he's number one by running backs, I believe. He, yeah. he had a lot of kick and punt returns, but uh, I mean, in a short career, he was, he was another guy who was just like, whoa, this guy's a different, different type of player. Earl yeah. Campbell, John mentioned, he was another guy who, just seemed like defensive tackles bounced off his thighs when he ran through the <laughs> hall. Uh, you know, so so many that could be honest. Yeah, I mean, he, he kind of, I mean, he made those you know Houston teams relevant. Yeah, yeah. It kind of in the same way that uh, I mean, they were a little better than some of those Detroit teams, but kind yeah. of in the same way that Barry Sanders, you know, made the Lions at all relevant. It was Earl Campbell in Houston. Absolutely, absolutely, definitely. 
So, uh, yeah, there's there, there's there's a number of players we could put on this, but definitely one one hundred percent. This was the difficult, the most difficult list that we've done so far. So, uh, there's our top ten. Uh, this list for this week, uh, running back. Next week's figure skating pairs. Next isn't week it? we're doing figure Olympic skating. Olympic figure skating pairs. Olympic figure skaters from the seventies. That's top ten. Doing. Top ten jockeys of the eighties. <laughs> I'll don't, take. Uh, don't let folks. They're coming up. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna eventually run out of things. Well, listen, we could do uh, top ten horses. We yeah. could do that. We could do that. We definitely yeah. could do that. But right you, now, we're gonna. You, do... you certainly could. <laughs> right. <laughs> we'll right. save that for Mr. Later. Ed is number one for me. <laughs> oh, Wilbur. <laughs> Uh, right now we're gonna do uh, we're gonna do uh, we're gonna switch it up and uh, well not switch it up we're gonna continue with this and uh, meld into what we've been doing lately and we're gonna go to our segment of old balls. Old balls. Harry, why don't you tell us who this week's old balls is? This week's old balls was on my top ten list and it is none other than Jerome Bettis, the bus. Who? Let me put his picture up. Hold on. Yeah, there, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, over 13, almost 14,000 career rushing yards, almost four yards a carry, 91 rushing touchdowns. He actually caught 200 passes for almost 1,500 yards, which is kind of odd thinking back on it. But this was a guy who was old school in a time when the league was transforming into much more of a vertical passing game. And, you know, he was listed at at 5'11", 260. I think he was – I think in his last years he was, you know – had to be close to 300 pounds. I mean, he was just... Oh, he gained a lot of weight in his last couple of years. I mean, he was... But he was just the guy who gave him the ball. He gained, you know, the, it was four yards and a, and, a, and literally a ball of dust. But he was he was incredibly athletic. He, he, he really was. Um, you know, it's a six-time Pro Bowler. He won a Super Bowl, obviously, with the Steelers and was kind of the heart and soul of that Super Bowl team in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, and he just did it for a long time. His numbers are pretty staggering when you think about him. I mean, he's he's right up there with the career rushing yards and touchdowns uh, per game, you know, yards per carry. He's right up there with all of the other top running backs in the history of the game. And well, he's not that old. He's younger than us, and it is the first person that's not, you know, you know, somebody that that's older than us on, on our old ball segment. He played. He played older. He was an old school guy in a new school game. Absolutely. And I think he was also one of the guys who was just loved. He became kind of the face of the NFL in a lot of ways, just because he was uh, sort of this fun loving guy on a, on a Steelers team that was uh w- w- went to one but two Super Bowls after he he left but he you know it's it's interesting because if you look at his numbers and Franco Harris's numbers another guy who very easily could have been in our top 10 list I think they're tied for touchdowns I think they're they're right there with rushing yards in their career um so it's it's interesting he 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 may fall behind in, in a lot of things but he was he was he had a, a a long career, and he uh, he was a hell of a player. There's no doubt. I mean, the numbers don't lie. No, no, his, and a hell his... of a personality too. Yeah, oh, that's okay. what I mean. He was just he was, uh, and I think as he became an elder statesman and a veteran, that that personality carried carried even more. You know, it was it, yeah. He he was just he was he was fun to watch. 
uh, as a lot of these were running backs were, and a lot of these players that we have on our top ten lists in our old bowl segments, they were just you know if they weren't fun to watch, they probably wouldn't be on our list. So I mean, but, the only the only player that I've that I remember watching that was more brutal. Well, maybe there's two, um, Christian Okoye and Earl Campbell. Those are the only other two running backs that I ever remember who were just more bruising. Like I'm going to gain three yards, even though there's four guys right next to me. Like. I don't need a hole. I'm just going to push and and bowl you over. Hit me and, in the backfield. I'm still getting four yards. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. He he was. It, yeah. And, and and you're going to pay for getting in my way. Yeah. You may you may stop me, but you're going to pay a price. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Ironhead Hayward might be on that list as well. Ironhead but, Hayward. There you go. But you know, he just a real old school running back uh, on a, at a time when you didn't necessarily see that and. He 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 just he had a hell of a career. No, the league was shifting over to the pass, and he was like, he was the last throwback from from that running back era. That and I think I think it's fitting that he played in Pittsburgh. Yeah, you know, um, there's just something kind of fitting about that. I think he's from Detroit, played in Pittsburgh, uh, just a blue collar kind of lunch bill kind of player. Yeah, and he actually one of the, the first, few. Sorry, I was going to say first few years of his career, he actually played on the Rams. Yeah, uh, but. Um, he was drafted. Was uh, drafted by very underappreciated. Und- totally underappreciated. He didn't. He didn't. Uh, he wasn't appreciated until he got to Pittsburgh. So one of the one of the few Steelers I ever liked. Yeah, being a cowboy, <laughs> being a Cowboys fan, <laughs> and a Jets fan. Let's face it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not like the Steelers were keeping the Jets out of the you know Super Bowl every year. No, no. But <laughs> I, I, I just, I don't. I, I'm probably a bit unique in that I don't feel a lot of great rivalries for the Jets because. You know, I mean, obviously Miami and you know New England and stuff, but anybody outside sure. of the division was just always so much better. Well, yeah, you well, know, yeah. it was like a Yankees Red Sox thing, <laughs> yeah, right? There you go. It's like we're really just, you know, we're it's not a huge rivalry between you know Oakland, and I, and and I, Oakland and I, even I, Oakland and the Jets. It's one game, whatever. Come on, and the only one on our, and he's the only one today uh, that was uh, on an episode of The Office. What <laughs> episode of The Office? That's right. Yeah. Uh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah, it's very true. Very true. Well, there you go. That is our old balls for this week. Old balls. Jerome Bettis. There you Jerome go. Jerome Bettis. Jerome Bettis. All right. That All should right. maybe that should be the sounder from from now on. I think it should be Jerome. Jerome, Jerome Bettis. Bettis. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll need to work on that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, um, hey, you know what? I mean, there is there is some other sports out there. So why don't we move on to, uh, you know, what minor little bit of MLB uh, hot stove we can talk about. Okay. Um, uh, Okay. so for this segment, uh, let's wrap it up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Not much going on. It's it's. uh... Uh, Hey, well, you know what? Uh, Charlie Morton, the Braves signed uh, Charlie Morton. They did. They did. Um, so that uh, pulls Braves, out a, the Braves are going to be a tough team to beat next year. They are. Yeah. They are looking to. You know, they were like, a tough team to beat this year. Their, gonna, pit, their pitching is pretty spectacular. Yeah, yeah. They're getting. Uh, they're they're, they're going to be a force to reckon with. I don't care how much money uh, uh, Steve Cohen spends on the Mets. They're going to be the Braves are going to be. Uh, the Braves are going to be their nemesis. That they're they're gonna they're gonna have to be who they're going after. But as far as that goes, there are rumors out there that the Rays are looking to trade Blake Snell. So um, maybe, uh, you know, hey, if, 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 if Cohen wants to dump a bunch of money on some pitchers, maybe he can trade, pull a trade for Blake Snell and get uh, and and get uh, uh, 
Trevor Bauer too. Bauer, that would be yeah. uh, that would be that would be nice. That would be very nice for uh, for Mets fans. Degrom, However, oh man, match Degrom, Bauer, Snell, Snell Stroman, uh, Stroman, and then and the, the when he comes back, Thor, Thor, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the Dodgers are also, you know, not sitting still. That's for sure. No, they're not. No, yeah. they're not. So I, I think they need to. I think they definitely need to to bolster up that uh, the Dodgers wise. Uh, I think they need to bolster up that lineup, uh, starting lineup of uh, pitchers, uh, because especially if they get back to the postseason, you know, it's really hard to hang their hat on Mister Kershaw in the postseason. Um, they yeah, World Series winners, but he's still Clayton Kershaw. You know, in the regular season, he'll get you there. I mean, you know, you want Clayton Kershaw during the regular season, and you want uh, uh, and you want. Uh, uh, Masahiro Tanaka in the uh, in, in the uh, postseason, although not necessarily this year. Kersh- uh, Kershaw, the last two playoffs have, has definitely he's been better. He's been better. Well. He's been better. He's been better yeah. than he was years ago. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. but yeah, he's he's still kind of um, he's still kind of crapped the bed more than he's been successful in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, you know, you, I think still. One one good performance in a in a playoff game or in a World Series well, he playoff had, run, he, he had, where you know when when you win it, it's worth you know two or three kind of fans. Yeah, but he did he did have a I mean he pitched a pretty good game this World Series, did he not? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I mean. This, yeah. this time around was real good. And I mean, he pitched two good games, for, really. Yeah. No, he was he was the ace. He was what yeah. everybody was. You know, he was everything that he has not been. Right. right, up until this point. So, right. and, and that you know that tends to wipe out a lot of that uh, that bad taste in people's mouths. Well, on uh, on that note, um, uh, which call it the uh, you think the Yankees should uh, should go after like resigning uh, Tanaka, uh, Harry? No, I don't. You don't let him go. Uh, yeah, the Yankees need new pitching. They need a new pitching coach. They need they need a new closer. They need to get rid of these big contracts for these guys. I mean, if they could keep Tanaka for a modicum of what they're paying him, then yes. But he just – I've said this before. Keep Garrett Cole. Keep DJ LeMahieu. Keep uh, – you know, you got somebody solid at, at first base. You got you got two options at third base. Everybody else is, to me, other than Aaron Judge, is fair game. They need pitching, and for some reason, other than the signing of Garrett Cole, they just do not – they cannot land pitchers in the offseason. And I don't know what it is, maybe but, they, but, but they, they need it, and they need it bad. Well, maybe Cashman can work out a trade. He can trade uh, Sanchez to uh, to uh, Tampa Bay for uh, for Snell. What do you think? Would you make that trade? <laughs> yeah, I think I think I would. I'll throw in a, a, throw in a, a ham cake. sandwich. Case of hand sanitizer and a fax machine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I got to love it. But yeah, well, I mean, it, there's not a lot of hot stove out there right now. No. But I mean, locally, that's that's pretty much what's going on. We'll, uh, we're going to touch more on that as the uh, as the uh, hot stove. But something progresses. happens. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the Braves have the Braves, Braves have been the only one that made a move. Uh, they they signed Morton. You know that, and that's really been it. Uh, there hasn't been much going on. Uh, Mets haven't even hired a GM or a president of baseball operations yet. So uh, we'll 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 see how that goes, and uh, we'll we'll keep everybody posted. We'll uh, we'll see how everything is. Um, one one note on football, not to come away from uh, 
getting away from football for a second, but uh, the Hall of Fame uh, uh, nominees were released. Uh, I just wanted to point out the fact that uh, I'm sure Mr. Uh, uh, Mr. 18, uh, Mr. Peyton Manning, uh, is on the list. Uh, what, what, what's the odds of him getting in on the first ballot? What do you think? Pretty good. Yeah, I certainly wouldn't bet against it. I think so. I, I would, I would vote him for the. I would vote him unanimous if he just stopped doing commercials. <laughs> uh, specifically, which are you talking about? Oh, uh, the one with the tiny town with the country singer uh, for the right, insurance. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, I, I can't stand it. I just nationwide. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. There you go. So. Yeah, that you know what is that's a case where and and look, certainly he's gotten a lot of press about. Sure. You know, being on Saturday Night Live and being affable and personable. And I, I go back way back to the the Gatorade commercial where Michael Jordan's interviewing him yeah. for a job <laughs> in the factory. He yeah. was great in well, that. Well, he was on Saturday Night Live with the uh with, when he's chucking the balls at the kids. Hitting you know? the kids. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, you you know, suck. But yeah, I mean, it's he, kind he, of a case where he trust he, me, I, I know more than anybody else the saleability of Peyton Manning. He's oh, yeah. everywhere out here. Well, but yeah. see, right, that's my point, is that the problem with the celebrities that, you know, can do commercials well is what they don't understand is that that people will get sick of it very quickly. Right. You know, and, and of course, the, 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 the companies that hire them, that sign them, they want to just run, you know, get every dollar out of it they can. And squeeze they every don't, little They don't care if the audience gets sick of Peyton Manning as long yeah. as they still buy nationwide insurance or whatever. Exactly. It is. And Papa John's pizza. And Papa, Papa John's, John's pizza. So, you know, which is horrible. So we'll nope. see. Uh, I mean, it, as far as, you know, probably Baker Mayfield is probably up next as far as guys that, you know, so, who's good? In, I think he's good at his commercials, but everybody hates it. Everybody Everybody's hates. sick of it already. Way good in his commercials, but he everybody hates him. Yeah, and he's he's a sec, he's a what? He's a third year quarterback. Yeah, and uh, it's got years <laughs> of advertising. He's got left. years of advertising ahead of him. So, but then again, you know, I remember. Um, I think it was nobody beats the Wiz. Um, <laughs> yeah. Used to have like Giants players. Sure. Right, just do voiceovers and they're like, come down to the new, you know, they could never, uh, yeah, but that wasn't too. national, that was, you know, yeah, that was, no, local, but I mean, they, they could never we used, to have, we used to have what's his name doing, you know, hot dog commercials. I could have been a wiener, yeah, but they'd I struggle mean, to get even the simplest lines out. You, but somewhere there was an advertising agency that was convincing this company that having Andy Pettit go. Hey, I need a new refrigerator. You know, it was a great advertising. <laughs> you know, they were just locked into this this concept and this campaign, and nobody knew that this is terrible. Absolutely. He was no Phil Rizzuto for the money. Story. He was not no, at all. Phil Rizzuto blew them all away. <laughs> and I got a story too. I used to do. I used to do uh, some commercials back in the day, and uh, I, I did a uh, local, uh, a regional car dealership spot, and we had Rodney Hampton on, and it was a Ford uh, spot, and. We needed him to say expedition, and he couldn't say it. It came out expeditious. <laughs> Every time he went to say Ford expeditious, Ford expeditious. And everybody said, that's great, Mr. Yeah. Hampton. Thank, thank you, you for very, having Thank you very much, Mr. Hampton. Here's your million dollars. We're, we're, we're going to contact Merriam-Webster, and we're going to get that changed for you, Mr. Hampton. <laughs> we're just going to change. We're going to contact Ford and just change the name of the car. Exactly. <laughs> that would have been easier. It literally would have been easier to do. Yeah. So. Well, on the same note, I'm sure Mr. Peyton Manning will definitely get in uh, on the first ballot. Not also on this ballot is uh, Megatron. Calvin Johnson is on this ballot, too. And that points out another thing. Uh, you know, uh, Lions getting into the Hall of Fame 
after short careers because they were just done playing. How many seasons did he play? Uh, I think it was 10. I think it was 10. Both 10, yeah, I believe. You should get it. Uh, check it. Which I'm sure, shouldn't I'm sure really, I mean, that shouldn't really be considered a short career. No, it's yeah. it's really not. But compared, ten years in the NFL is a yeah. lot of getting beat up. Right. Well, I mean, if you ask Tom Brady, he might differ with you. But uh, yeah, well, yeah, no. he's yeah. he's please he's yeah. untouchable. Absolutely. All right. <laughs> well, that brings us to let's 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 uh, wrap up the show with some basketball talk. Um, uh, the the uh, the Knicks, yeah, they're not making any moves. <laughs> haven't uh, haven't made. They're getting any. rid of people and they're they're, they're hoarding well, their money. That's what they're doing. They're hoarding money. They're 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 getting their they they're making their cap space even bigger and bigger and bigger, and then they're not going to use it. <laughs> that's what they're doing. So, well, uh, I think I think they're waiting for the they're, they're I think they're going to tank this year and hope for the top pick in the draft. That's what I think they're doing. Again, it's ridiculous, but um, yeah, they're they're. Talk on the street is they're less and less likely to to make a move for Westbrook. Um, Westbrook. It doesn't make a lot of sense. It doesn't make a lot of sense, but they're less and less likely. He wants to come. Uh, Houston wants to trade, but he, they're not going well, yeah. to pull the plug. Um, you know, and Hay- Hayward wanted the money in Charlotte. He didn't want to <laughs> play with the Knicks, so that wasn't going to happen. And, and that's he's overpaid. That, that's a bad. Move. Oh, it's it's a huge huge contract for him. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, it, in in Charlotte, it's, yeah, it's crazy. thirty thirty million a year for four years. Yeah. A guy who's coming off of a major injury. Yeah. Yeah. That's risky. But he's, you know, he may earn it, but I, I think it's going to be very difficult for him to justify I mean, that. To contract. me, the most interesting move was uh Gasol going to the Lakers and yeah. and uh somebody who I thought was a big part of, of the Lakers championship team, especially against the Nuggets, leaving in uh Dwight Howard. I I, I think it's an improvement offensively. I think it's gonna spread the floor a little bit more, but they're gonna Dwight Howard, who's I've not been a huge fan of, played a hell of a playoffs this year, and he was a defensive presence that Mark Gasol is definitely not going to be. Um, I, I I don't know. It, only time will tell on that. I mean, I think Gasol still has some gas in the tank, yeah. but uh, yeah, Howard had. To, I mean, maybe they just they wanted to get rid of that persona, right? The agitator. I mean, I think it's a dumb reason to get rid of him because he. I agree, he was great for them and he was a catalyst. Uh, you know, they were they were losing. I think it was less about. I think they realized that well, maybe we're not going to be able to hold on to him. He raised his value. I think the only reason why they let him go is because they knew they had to in order to get Gasol. So I mean, right. they obviously um, thought it was thought this think this is an upgrade, and it probably is overall. But when they switched Dwight Howard to playing Jokic in that nugget series it changed it's things changed dramatically yeah, it did. well look obviously lebron thought that there was another way to go that was better and mm-hmm. i'm sure uh, everything kind of mm-hmm. you know at least gets passed by him yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, and, 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 yeah got, they're gonna at least see, seek his tacit approval of, right. of these sort of moves so um are you shocked uh, about van vliet no yeah thought he was gonna stay I mean, if I'm Fred Van Fleet, I'm staying it. I mean, he's a hero there. Yeah. It's much like Kyle Lowry. I mean, I think Fred Van Fleet's a really good player. I think putting expectations on him to carry another team is is too much. Yeah. I think, I mean, if he went to the Lakers or to the Clippers or to somebody like that, then yeah, I mean, that that's a great pickup. But who do you have to give up to get him? Right. And I think he's just one of those guys who's pretty happy where he's at. Um He's like a folk hero in Toronto, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah. 
And it's a great, I mean, Toronto is a great city. I mean, it's, it's a lot better than going and playing Orlando or, I mean, I don't know where, I don't really think there was anybody else. Or Madison was, Square Garden. <laughs> yeah. At this well, point, anyway. well, well, like said, he's not, he's, he's a, he's a, he's one of those guys who's a number two, maybe a one a or one B on a team right. at times in certain situations, sure. but he's, you know, they've got a lot of talent, a, a very good, you know, GM in, in Toronto and, and they're able to put a team together. Um, now they've lost, they've lost some, some, some players this off season too. Um, Serge Ibaka going to the Clippers. I think that's a big that's, upgrade for the Clippers. Big move for them. Absolutely. Yeah. And um yeah, I, I I think that that that's I think that's a big 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 upgrade. Yeah, I I don't know what other you know offers Van Fleet had, but I mean, you know, if you're looking at where he has the best chance to win, certainly within the Atlantic Division, yeah, you know where where Brooklyn is now the hands down favorite, uh, it's with the Toronto Raptors. But you know, yeah, about, I don't think Boston or Philly are no, are, are no. as an attractive uh, a, a destination. Even if no. you know whether he had offers to go there or not, and certainly, I mean, what, go to the Knicks and do what? Flounder for the next five yeah, years? Exactly. Yeah, I think he. I think. I think Atlanta would have been an interesting fit. I think him and, and Trey Young would have uh, been good. The other team that I thought Fred Van Fleet would have maybe made a big difference on was Dallas. Um. I think you put him in the back with Luka Doncic. I think that's an interesting backcourt. Right. Um, the thing I don't with know Ibaka, if Dallas has the money for that. Though, yeah, exactly. Willing to spend it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and the, the thing, the the, the um, I mean, but I think got four years, eighty-five million. So it wasn't. I mean, it's a good contract, but it's not. You, you know, it's, it's not your ma- it's not your max contract. No, it's, no. he took less money. He's going to pay more in taxes in Canada because sure. uh, right. he's double dipping, obviously, but. You know, the thing with Ibaka is that he had a great year the year that Toronto won the championship. He did fall off last year, and I couldn't quite really picture what was going on there. So the Raptors are really good at gauging personnel, and um, I think they saw much more upside with Van Fleet. Uh, Ibaka, I'm surprised Ibaka where, left. Yeah, where was he before? He was with the uh, – well, he was on Oklahoma City. Oh, yeah, and he was – well, he was part of that he team was, with yeah, uh, he was real good with Durant and uh, Russell Westbrook, yeah, and yeah. yeah. But even after uh, they had departed, I mean, he was yeah, he was kind of the heart and soul of that. He kind of relies on his athleticism. He's he's one of those guys. I mean, he's uh he's not the defender he was four years ago, even two years ago. He you know, he's thirty one. So, but I think. I think on a Clippers, I think on that Clippers team, he'll, he'll be, and I, and look, obviously, you don't think Kawhi had a say in that. You don't think Kawhi knew how valuable Serge Ibaka was to him. Right. I mean, I think there's a reason why he's going to to, to the Clippers. Well, right. right, and because he doesn't have to go there and and be right. you know one of the focal points. He can right. be he can be the veteran, experienced presence, you know, f- former pretty pretty darn good player who maybe he's mm-hmm. lost uh, a little bit, but he's still going to contribute. That's yeah. that's all he needs to do there. That's right. Rebound, play defense, and occasionally put the put the ball in the basket on on an offensive putback. Right. Yep. Well, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting how everything plays out. We got a little over a month, uh, or actually a little less than a month before the season starts. So uh, there'll be and uh, probably not as many, but a few other moves, and uh, I'm sure the Knicks will get rid of everybody. <laughs> and uh, well, they already have. Uh, I, I think th- they've they've 
they signed a lot. They got rid of long-term contracts. They signed a lot of one-year contracts yeah, yeah. so they can get out of it. And I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the, the kid's name who's projected to go number one next year. But I, I think that's what they're banking their, uh, yeah. their, their season on. I think they're going to this year, this year, there might not be anybody in the stands anyway. So it's, I don't really think it's going to be one of those years. Right. Where well, there's being... certainly not going to be any of the stands in the beginning of the season. Who knows right. what's going to happen by the end of it. But, you yeah. know, to start it out, there's none. So, But yeah. they, they they just they don't have anything. to really. no. I mean, what's left of the Knicks is I think they're a worse team right now looking at their roster than they were last year. And that's saying a lot. Yeah, it's saying a lot. Yeah, it's for me the lot, question. The question of the Knicks is, are they going to actually stick it out and follow? Assuming there's a plan, you know. No, uh, that's the wrong uh, assumption. Well, I, I don't know. I, I think they're yeah, – you're right. Actually, you're probably right. There's probably still – I mean, I think – But even Knicks, if there was a plan, would they be able to stick with it for more I, than, I think, I, you know, think a year that, and a half? Yeah. Like, I think, they I haven't think, been I, able to. I think the Knicks' plan is to make as much room as possible cap-wise. Right. To have as much money to throw at free agency as they possibly can. So they're gonna, so they're gonna be looking at bringing to in tank, two, two max players to tank and get the first round pick. Tank at the first oh. round pick and add two max players and 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 have a chance. I mean, I think in the Knicks fantasy world, somebody like Giannis or is is on their radar, okay. and he might be. I could also see Giannis going and playing with the Lakers. Yeah. So you can also see him staying where he is. Yeah, he 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 and he'd he'd probably be smart to stay where he's at because I, I I think Milwaukee's actually better than they were last year. Yeah, they're, they're, well, yeah, Drew Holiday's a big addition for them. Yeah, I think they're going to be better. Know, that might be what year. they need to get over the hump. You know, somebody else Back that can carry some of the load. Ago, yeah. The East is theirs to to lose. I mean, they had a mm-hmm. bad playoffs this past year. That that the break really screwed everybody. Screwed up. them up. Yeah, screwed them up time. Morning, but, yeah. Yeah. but 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 um, um, not You know his limitations have been exposed. Yeah, exactly. And so so now they're you know bringing somebody who's going to help out with that and going to make them a better team for yeah. sure. Yeah. So. I mean, Carmelo resigned with Portland. Yeah. He's going to end his career there. Portland's made some moves that I, I mean they're going to be a, I think have a bounce back year and be a team to reckon with again. Sure. You know the Nuggets haven't really made many moves and and. We'll see what happens with them, but uh, they've lost a few players here and there. They've lost some defensive depth. Um, they should. They should also, with a healthy Will Barton and and some other you know younger players stepping up, I think that, that hopefully they'll still be able to have a year sure. similar to what they had last year. So the, the West is still going to be interesting. Yeah. Uh, I, I think the East is. I think it's Milwaukee's to lose. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, it's well, I'll have to see what Miami does. True. The team is largely intact. But uh, but I could see Miami dropping off. I don't know why, but but I could see the you know the other there's talk of of Antetokounmpo going to Miami. So um, I would be a great fit for yeah. There's I mean I wouldn't say they were magic last year. No. Um, But uh, yeah, I not not that they were playing way over their heads, but maybe they were not as good as they played. It just goes to prove. I mean, Jimmy Butler is. Jimmy Butler is a difference maker, and yeah. oh, he is. Yeah. He's uh, he's he, he's a guy who, when the playoffs come around, plays. And I, I think the thing that hurt a Butler and is that this playing almost every day. Yeah, it, it helped some of these younger teams, and I think it hurt some of the veteran teams a little right. bit. And um, I, that's one thing I didn't really quite love about. I, I think the NBA handled the bubble better. I think the NBA and the NHL handled themselves really well. And I like the pace of everything, but 
there were too many games on top of each other. Right. It, it, it's kind of nice because you're not waiting forever. They also wanted to be able to finish last season before this season started. So I right. think they were successful in that regard. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, but, but I hope, also, hopefully there's more spacing in the playoffs this year. Right. A little bit, maybe not as much. They don't have the travel days, so that's good. But maybe two two games, one game off, two games, one game off, you know, uh, something along those lines that just breaks it up a little bit more. Right. Yeah. It, it definitely puts more pressure on sort of those, those on the edge teams where a guy like Jimmy Butler or their, you know, that, that, that have kind of that one star player, yeah. that guy's got to have a great game every game night after night. Right. And it makes it tougher for them to compete with a team that has, you know, two or two superstars and, and a couple of other really, really good players. Well, and, it, and it just, I think, it just goes to add to LeBron's legend for lack of a better word of that, you know, at his age, he was able to perform with the number of minutes that he played on a team that wasn't necessarily the deepest team in the, in the playoffs. Um, He's a system forward. He's a system. He's a system guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, he's he just always being the right system. He was also number eleven in our top running backs of all time. He was number eleven A actually, yeah. and I think he was fifteen on the top tight ends list. No, no, he, was, he was eight, but yeah, we had to take him <laughs> off for tactical reasons. Yeah, I mean, imagine LeBron James as a tight end. The end. Oh, that would be funny. That would be interesting and yeah. uh, and funny at the same time. All right. Well. There's like I said, there's a season, the a basketball season starting a little less than a month, so it'll be uh, it'll be some uh, more interesting moves. Um, oh, and uh, how about those Canucks? Oh yeah, how about those Canucks? Absolutely. I'm not going to say any more. I don't think I need to. I don't think I don't think anything else needs to be said. So, uh, but in any event, uh, that would that that pretty much wraps up the show for today. Uh, we'll uh, talk more about everything next week. I want to thank everybody for watching and for those of you listening to our audio podcast. Uh, thanks for listening. So don't forget to visit our website, www.logroom.com. That's L-A-G-E-R-R-O-O-M.com. And please remember, like us and follow us on all of your social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our YouTube channel. All of them are at The Log Room. Remember, we go live with the sports video podcast on both Facebook and YouTube every Wednesday at 7 o'clock-ish. Uh, uh, <laughs> for those of uh, for those of you that want to just listen to the audio podcast, you can do so on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, and Stitcher. And if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to one or more of those feeds, and you'll never miss a show. Again, thanks for following along with us. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Enjoy your whatever family you can have over tomorrow, uh, and the food, and the football, and everything about the holiday and the weekend, of course. And uh, we will talk to you soon, folks. Take care, guys. Cheers. Peace. Go Jets.